Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? Episode 58. Don't try it. Just, just don't try. Yeah, I was, I was about just, to say, I was like, just uh... don't try to find a player. I mean, at this point, you, it, it's, it's just, there's no point. <laughs> there's, there's really no point to it. Um, just like the U.S. Men's Nationals, any, any quote from Greg oh. Berhalter, <laughs> basically any quote from Greg oh. Berhalter is basically pointless as well. Because, um, bro, that is just. Did you hear what he said before going into that Panama game? No, I didn't hear what he said. What he said? What he said? He was saying like, "Oh, we we have to make sure we we respect Panama and, and give and we can't be we can't be going we can't slack on them like we need to do. If we do, we're gonna we're gonna get our asses beat." And then what does he go ahead and do? He 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 takes seven play he switches seven players from the Jamaica game. And I mean, mind you, the Jamaica game wasn't like, "Oh my God, the you know the U.S. are 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 unstoppable now." You know what I mean? But like that was a good core of players. And you took seven of those players out. And the one person that I would be thinking rotating would be Paul Ariola. I love Paul Ariola. I'm not going to say any negative thing about Paul Ariola. But yeah. if there's, with his injury history and him playing a full 90 against Jamaica, that would have been the one guy I would have sat out. Because I mean, good. But, ah, oh, man, such an embarrassment of a game against Panama. But you know what? The U.S. needed that game. They needed that to happen so they can get that. Better now than in like the last day of qualifying. Oh yeah, but yeah, that was that was just embarrassing. But oh my, it's so hard. Like Greg Berhalter does something good, and I mean, I guess maybe it wasn't good, but he beat Jamaica, so he's like, oh, you know, he's safe, he's safe, right? But then, but then this happens, and it's just like, I I didn't want you for I didn't want you here in the first place, and like. <laughs> Would it benefit me that you do not perform well? Sure, but not in the World Cup qualifiers. You want to go ahead and, and fuck around and win the Nations League and the Gold Cup, but then go into qualifiers and just and, and tear me to bits is basically what he what Brohalter is doing to me. Is just he's ripping me apart because like each game is so hard to watch as a U.S. soccer fan because it, it this this team is not where it needs to be. That's true. I mean they're. I, I don't know what it was. I, I want to say maybe because 
Panama was actually pretty consistent, like attacking wise. And um, I mean, I don't know how many corners there were in that game. And I swear to you, those corners were going into goal. Like it was like a, like a Kaká or Roberto Carlos kind of corner, a David Beckham kind of style of corner. Like it was just curling in all the time. I was like, these aren't even, he's not even aiming for the, for the uh, attackers. He's not even aiming for anybody's head. He's going into goal. Like this dude who was doing the free kick, I was like, dude, or the corner kick. I was like, dude, I was like, I got to give him props for the balls on him. But I mean, with all the corner kicks that were going through, I was like, I figured one of them has to land, whether it was going in or it was going to be on somebody's head. The way this dude was aiming him. Yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, man. And I, f- I feel for Matt Turner, man. I feel like, well, I, I know that this is not, it's not, this loss is nothing, it's not on Matt Turner. This is just purely on just, it's, it's uh, Greg Berhalter. Just... It's Greg Berhalter. Like, just pure blank. It's just straight up. It's, 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 it's Greg Berhalter. This game was on Greg Berhalter. For sure. Like, just, the roster in general wasn't great. Ugh, man. But you know what? We're not going to spend all this time talking about the U.S. Men's National Team. <laughs> or Greg I mean, That's what it sounds like. It, yeah, it sounds like. So we get, we get, we're going to go ahead and... No, we're not going to spend this whole intro talking about that. But yeah, so we do have a, a really good show lined up today. Um, no interviews this week. Uh, so that means now me and I would definitely have to be talking. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but... You know, obviously we got headlines, we got our debate topic, you know, game recaps, players of the week, games to look forward to coming this this weekend. Obviously, the at this point, uh international break is is done for this period of World Cup qualifiers is done and over. Congratulations to Germany for being the first team to qualify for the 2022 World Cup. Um so sick brag for them. I mean you know, you don't we don't sound too surprised, guys, by the way. No, not really. But uh, I don't. Well, I, I don't know. I, I gotta see how this Germany team looks. I know it's not. It's definitely not the team that went to to Russia. So I mean, there's at least there's that going for them. Um, but I see Bueller, and I just assume he's old. But he's he's probably like now thirty. He's thirty now. 30 he just 20. looks older than thirty. He just looks old as fuck. Anyways, so we have some. We definitely have games going on. Um, this this weekend, so we'll let you know some good games to keep an eye out for this weekend. And then three up, three down. The topic is going to be shows or movies that that we are all way too invested in. So I, I think this is going to be a very relatable topic because we we've been there, we've all been there. Don't don't lie. Don't I know you're listening right here. You're like that's not me. It's totally you. It is completely you. Oh yeah. Don't be ashamed. It's okay. We're we're all here. We all we all binge watch Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or HBO Max or Paramount Plus. Um, Dude, uh, right anything? now Peacock, Peacock, Pe- Peacock. Uh, uh, apparently, Spanish channels have Prenda TV, so that's a that's also a oh thing. Oh God, that's that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, I'm sure Univision has Univision Plus or Univision Mas. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know what it has, bro. I, I think they just have some sort of different. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think they actually have. No, they don't have an app. I don't. I really don't think so. It it wouldn't shock me, Edward. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I'm sure that maybe there is it, but it wouldn't shock me at this point. Like 
Everybody has a streaming service. Discovery has a Discovery. <laughs> there we go. I forgot about Discovery Plus. There, oh, God. Disney no. Plus. Actually, no, no, no. Disney Plus has uh, the National Geographic Channel, I think, part of their yeah. part of their thing. Yeah, they have the National Geographic Channel. And and if I'm not mistaken, they also have um, The Simpsons. No, 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 no. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they also have either it's it's Disney Plus and National Geographic packed up, but also ESPN. Yes, they do have. There's ESPN. a package. Yeah, so they have that a package you, you, that you could do with Hulu. Yeah, so it's Hulu, Disney Plus, and uh, and ESPN. National Geographic is already with Disney Plus, though. True. True. So wow, just wow. Yeah. So. No, it's okay. It's okay. You can admit it. It's fine. We get it. Anyway, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. You guys are going to hear an ad, and then we'll get going with this show. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at fanatics.com. What's fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we are back. Once again, go ahead and check out our social media at Insert Name FC on Instagram and Twitter. There's going to be a link on our bios. Go ahead and click on that link. And you'll see all the great partners of ours that we have. Obviously, Fanatics, Audible, Swift Lifestyles. It's going to be there. So you can guys go ahead and check out, check them out and, and take full advantage. Because obviously, if you do so, it'll help us out and the Unhinged Sports Network and Belly Up. So help us out right there. And then also, it takes, it also shows you links on how you can listen to Insert Name FC as well. And obviously, the website to Belly Up Sports. And the and the unhinged radio unhingedsn.airtime.pro. So all that good stuff is going to be on that on that link in our bios. Once again, on Instagram and Twitter at insertnamefc. All right, Edward. Headlines. Our first headline is Julian Araujo is making the switch to Mexico. Yeah, man. I heard I heard about that. That that was kind of like a it was a let me down for you know for as a US fan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Weirdly enough, we talked about at the beginning how we didn't want to talk about U.S. soccer, and here we are talking about U.S. soccer. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah, of, not really. Sort of, kind of, but not really. Coke Jim. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you guys don't know Julian Araujo, he is a right back over that plays for the LA Galaxy. He has played throughout the youth system as a U.S. men's national team player, um, but he is going to make the switch to Mexico because he's Mexican American, so he's a dual citizen, and it's. It's kind of one of those things that uh, I feel like it's more with Mexico, Mexican American players more more than other other countries. I mean, yes, we have the Salvadorian American players. There's a lot of Salvadorian American players right now playing for El Salvador. Um, but you know, the Mexican American, you know, they're obvi- being, I guess, uh, multicultural. Is that is that the word I'm thinking of, Edward? Um, maybe. Yeah, multicultural. Multicultural. We're going to go with multicultural. When you're multicultural, obviously, you know, like for instance, me and I were, were both Salvadoran Americans. Yes, we grew up in the U.S. We're we're very American. You know, we love, we love, you know, we love our burgers. We love our, 
you know, we, we love the tradition stuff of, of America because, you know, we're Americans. We, we grew up here. That's part, that's part of us. But we also have our Salvadorian side that, you know, obviously we love our pupusas. We love our tamales. We love, you know, we love that culture. Um, I don't know about mm-hmm. Edward specifically loving his country, <laughs> being physically his country. But I mean, at least for me, I do, I do enjoy whenever I have a chance to go to El Salvador. But I, I totally understand why Edward doesn't like going to El Salvador. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself, Edward. I totally get it. Um, but you know that. But you know, once again, there's that pride of being American and Salvadorian. So we we have that that thing, and it's the same thing with Julian Araujo. Even though he is an American and he has played for the U.S. Men's National Team for for a good chunk of his life, he's always he still has also identified himself as a Mexican. And you know, for at least for a lot of guys that a lot of people that we grew up with that are Mexican American, they they have that. It's not like they have to pick an allegiance. I know some. I know a lot of, of Mexican Americans that support both Mexico and the U.S. Uh, Victor Ariza from the Striker Texas is one of those guys that does that. But uh, and because you know, once again, he's from both countries. You know, he can he can show his pride in for both countries. You, he does. He doesn't have to pick a national team. Because you know, and same thing for me and Edward. We both cheer on for El Salvador when, when we're realistic, and um, and we cheer for the U.S. men's national team. So I mean, yeah. like, it's a thing. Um, it, but it, but you know, it, for people to like kind of I, like, I'm I'm sure there's people that are not happy that a Mexican American is joining Mexico, and I'm sure there's people not happy that a Mexican American is you know leaving the U.S. men's national. It's a, it's a, it's it. But at the end of the day, it's his decision. It's his choice, and, and you gotta respect that. Like if he, if he wants to play in Mexico, then that's where he wants. That's where his heart is. Let him play there. Um, I don't think. So for for going first of all, Edward, what do you think of all that? Just all that I've said about that whole thing. Like, do you agree with that, or do you do you disagree with me? I mean, at the end of the day, I just I, I personally would choose. Uh, U.S. That's just me, though. And you, like you said, you're, you know, you're like, I know your reasons, all this and that, why I wouldn't go. But if I had to choose between El Salvador and U.S. and I got the opportunity for both, I would choose U.S. Now, I'm pretty sure Arajo also has, <clears throat> he had his pros and cons for both sides. I'm sure he did. He, it wasn't like, oh, he was forced to do it or anything like that. Like, he, if he had the ability or if he has the ability to, play, maybe, I'm just saying, this is maybe, maybe he feels like he would have more time playing internationally with he, he um, with Mexico than with the U.S. You know, maybe he felt that U.S. was actually um, a bit too stacked for him to break through, or maybe he just was like, you know what, I feel like, I feel like I'm more in touch with my Mexican roots, so I feel like I'm going to go ahead and go with Mexico. So, Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that I mean, you mentioned I, that. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Edward, because, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, he's a right back. When yep. you look at the U.S. Men's National Team, um, we, uh, the first right back that you think of is is Sergino Des. Oh yeah, and then you have uh, unfortunately he's, he hasn't gotten called up, and I think it's just because of his current situation with his club. Um, Reggie Cannon, you know, obviously Brian Reynolds, if he ever gets to, gets to play for for Roma. Um, um, if you if you also want to season the veteran DeAndre Yedlin, there's DeAndre know. Yedlin. So the right back position is is a very yeah like Edward said is loaded. I don't know if it's stacked. I mean, 
I'm not going to say stacked because when I think of stacked, like it's like a very intense competition. I think we all know that Sergino is going to be the guy at right back um, when it comes. It's like to- it's like 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 um sorry to cut you off, but I guess DeAndre Yedlin is like the seasoned, and he's the one that brought the whole the right back kind of uh, he'll go and attack kind of shit, and then also have that speed to run back and the stamina to run back. Like he was that yeah kid who who brought it out. Because mm-hmm. I mean, before before him, I, I personally can't think of somebody in the U.S. team to be doing that that kind of uh, playing style. What about our good friend Heath Pierce? Oh yeah, we love you. Sorry, I love you. I love you. But no, I mean no. But truthfully, truthfully speaking, I mean DeAndre Elliott has that crazy speed when when he first broke out into the scene. Um, I could say that he was like, instead of being a left back, like, you know, Alfonso Davies or a left winger, like Alfonso Davies, um, he was that right back where I felt that he was that extra winger you needed up front, but he was also a hustle back. Um, so to, I guess he's in modern day comparison. Um, but now, like you said, Sergino Des is now to me and in, in your eyes and my eyes, he's the one that's going to take the spot for being the right back that, is possibly if you know US goes to the World Cup and they're gonna be excuse me, he's gonna be the, the right back that they're gonna be like first pick. It's and that's also the question because I mean to be honest, I don't follow the Me- Mexican national team. I mean, why would I? Um, but you know, that's also the question. Like, are they really in need of a right back over in Mexico? Um because I mean if they really wanted to, they could Put Tecatito at right back. I don't think he would want to play right back, but that is an option. Um, but I, 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 I'm not like, like, like I said, I'm not entirely sure. I can't even think of right Mexican right backs right now. For uh... um, well, ah, uh, wait, no, never mind. I was gonna say, what about Layun? But then I was like, no, 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 I don't think he is. Uh. Layun is a Swiss Army knife. That guy could go anywhere on the field. To be honest, that's true. <laughs> he can play goalie. He, he, <laughs> like that's that's not a that's not that's not that big of an issue. <laughs> but uh, man, I'm really I'm really drawing a. Blank. I'm blanking. I'm blanking, bro. I'm not I'm, even joking. I'm looking. You. I'm looking. I'm, I'm fi- trying to find it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Right back. All right. Well, Luis Rodriguez. Well, he's thirty. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Right back seems like a very open. I, I think. I think, open I think. I think that's. Or you can even do a right it's wing up in back. the air. It's even up then, in the air. Even then. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I, in the in the left, I know in the left, I've, I've been seeing more of, of Jesus Gallardo. Like I've seen him, yeah. and and okay, uh, not being a hater, but I actually do like what I'm seeing from. From Gallardo, I think Gallardo is actually a really good left back. But yeah, so you, you you made a good point. Like maybe Julian Rajo sees that Mexico he has a better shot at at getting a, at least a call up. I'm not gonna say he's like, oh, I'm gonna be the starting fullback for for Mexico because you know, yeah, Luis Rodriguez is almost out the door. Um, like <laughs> like I'm not I'm not like I'm that's not what I'm saying, but. Obviously, you know he looks at that, and maybe he sees the probability of him at least getting a call up. And then all, all you really have to do is show out at the camp, right? Like that's all you really have oh, yeah. to do, and then earn your spot, and, and you know, be in L three. 
And I mean, this isn't the only Mexican-American to have made the switch. Obviously, you had Efrain Alvarez that made the switch as well. Ironically enough, another LA Galaxy teammate of, of Julian Araujo. And then you also had David Ochoa, uh, you know, the goalkeeper for that was actually, you know, in the Olympic qualifiers for the U.S. men's national team. Um, he, he ended up making the switch as well to Mexico. So, I mean, it, it's just that I, I, I feel like maybe they think they have a better shot in Mexico. Um, you know, it's a big possibility, man. There, there's that. And then obviously it's just the pride. Like, like once again, we, like I said, like we, we have a lot of friends that are Mexican American and you can see the pride that they have for Mexico. Like, even though they were born here in the U S I like they're, they're, they're puro Chicano. Like, I mean, like, yeah, it, it, they're Mexican till the end. So, I mean, like, it, it's just a me, like, it could be just the fact that they, they grew up Mexican and, you know, even though there's, they're Mexican American, like they grew up in that Mexican culture. They grew up watching L3, that obviously the dream would be to play for L3. Um, and I think that's what you're seeing. But I think also maybe Julian Rajo, the fact that he's seen like the depth, at least the depth chart for the right back spot in the U.S. versus the right back depth for Mexico, it seems like he has a better shot at coming coming out as as a right back for the Mexican national team. Yeah, and that, that's that's what I meant. Like, um, it, right, I guess a uh, right back's a pretty stacked position when it comes to the U.S. And and, not, and it's not a bad thing, but at the same time, it's like like I said, like he he's gonna look at himself if he feels that oh I'm gonna take this away from Sergino Des, who you know he plays and, and that's the other thing because it's like Sergino's Sergino's not I think maybe 21 now yeah so, so it's gonna so be he a hasn't while. Even, <laughs> he hasn't even reached his peak you know I mean, I mean you know the, barring any barring health like Sergino is gonna be there for a, for a while. And then you know you look at Mexico. <laughs> I feel so bad. This isn't this isn't me trying to take a shot. I just saw Luis Rodriguez, and I'm just like, well, he's thirty. That's honestly, I'm not. This isn't me taking any jabs at Luis Rodriguez. I do respect him as a player, but it's just like, oh, oh well. I mean, that answers the question. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, exactly. But you know, a player's on his way out. Sergino just showed up. Like he just came here. Uh, yeah, he know, just. He just got he's, here. He's, he's, he just, he, yeah, he just got into the map and everything. Um, so I feel like he's, there's still a long way for you know to go. And, and I'm not saying like, oh my God, he's easy to dethrone. No, like, but if you have the tenacity, if you have well, the, I mean, at the same time, Sergino isn't perfect. Like, he's not perfect either. So, I mean, oh yeah, no, he's young. Yeah, yeah I know. So, uh, but like, okay, kind of asking to this to you, because I mean, I, I think we both are on the same page as for, like kind of what could be Julian Rajo's like reason behind. Obviously, once again, Mexican pride, but obviously there's that whole, hey, I got a better shot coming out as a right back for Mexico than with the U.S. Like it's the competition isn't as as loaded as it is in Mexico. Um, as as it is in the, the US. U.S. versus Mexico. All right. Um, but is this a loss for the U.S. men's national team? I think I, I think um, I kind of already got the answer, but uh, just to I guess for, in case people don't, don't it, it's no no the, I I not to be disrespectful Julian Araujo this isn't you know any disrespect to Julian Araujo I just think with all the right backs and obviously if Sergino Des doesn't get a call up well then there's DeAndre Yedlin um you, you know we we already said Reggie Cannon there's Shaq Moore I mean some people may not like Shaq Moore too much but like there's there's right backs and so like. You know, so and and obviously at the time Julian Araujo could have been an option, but you know, 
he, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think that this is necessarily a loss for the U.S. men's national team. Um, it, it, obviously, it's not a good look when you have so you've had so many Mexican play, Mexican American players making the switch to Mexico. But I, I don't, I don't think it's on them. I just think once again, it's just, a, it's just these guys upbringing. Even if they were playing with the U.S. men's national team youth system, like it's just, it's just the fact that that's where their heart is. And I, I mean. There's probably some other factors in, but I think that's the main factor is that, you know, they, 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 they identify themselves as Mexican, a Mexican player. Yeah. Okay. So I think, I think you pretty much covered it, like, you know, from, from that point of view. Um, all right. So uh, since I covered that part, I'll, I'll let you cover this one. <laughs> uh, do you feel that, that this helps Mexico? I do. I, I, I feel like, uh, Araujo is actually a good player. So I do feel like, um, and it's not just Araujo, like you said, Efrain Alvarez, um, David Ochoa, like, you know, having those players, uh, they, they are actually pretty essential, uh, to the Mexico team. I know Efrain Alvarez is for sure. Um, so we'll see, we'll see where Araujo goes. And like I said, if, if he already surpasses whoever's at the right back position at this moment, I mean, shit, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. I think he's a, he's a good, he's a good player. Man, and also think about these, you know, Efrain Alvarez and Araujo, the fact that they're teammates in LA, um, it's only going to help Mexico. It's only going to, yeah, it's only going to, it's only going to make it better. And then the obviously Jonathan dos Santos is also, has he been getting called up from, yeah, he's got, uh, he's, he got called up. He's got called up. He's got called up. So, I mean, uh, then he's also plays for LA Galaxy. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. so, no, I think that's a good point. I think it, it's a, honestly, I think it's, it, it, both parties, you know, are are going to be fine. Um, and then Julian Rajo at the end of the day gets to play for L three, and I think that's what he wants. So I mean, you know, and I think I think it, you know, it's pretty 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 straightforward. So uh, good luck to Julian Rajo and see what he can do for Mexico. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he, it does him good. You know, exactly. Oh shit, John I mean, stepped down as head coach of the Raiders. I know that this is American football, but these. <laughs> uh, no, but 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 I was gonna say I was like you know uh, I guess you could say like it's U.S.'s loss I think on this player and Mexico's gain. So you know this is where I stand. I actually do think Araujo is gonna be a benefit to wherever he plays, Mexico, U.S. You know, but since he chose Mexico, it's gonna be the benefit to Mexico. Yep, good point. All right, Edward. The next headline is. Someone officially activated the financial takeover mode for Newcastle United. Oh yeah, somebody actually decided to play FIFA 22 real quick. <laughs> yeah, so Newcastle United have completed their new, uh, their I guess their the the purchase of the of their new ownership group, which is the Saudi Group. I mean, this is kind of the trend that we've been seeing lately with with team, you know, with these these wealthy players, wealthy wealthy. Uh, owner, uh, wealthy investors, wealthy investors that come from the Middle East. They got that oil money, man. Um, oh yeah. And so they come in and, and we've seen it from, you know, Man City is one of those teams that, that had, you know, a similar, a similar deal happen. PSG is another one. Um, Monaco was supposed to be one. Uh, well, I, don't I mean, know. I don't were, know why it takes so many gems just- on Monaco. Like what did Monaco well, no. do? <laughs> I mean, no. The thing is, they had it, and then after, I think what, I think they really invested so heavy 
on Falcao, on James, um, I think, I think Moutinho. Moutinho. Like I think they, they, they relied so heavily on those players that they were close. And, and then they sold Mbappe. No, no, no. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then they sold Mbappe. And I was like, really, bro? Like, really? Like, you can't get back. You can't get back that money. Like that was just, uh, it was like the foolish cash influx. It was basically, that's what it was. Like you have all this money, you can invest it very well on certain players, but they decided to go ahead and overspend on players. I thought there were a bit over the top, you know, like, uh, I, I feel Isn't like that where Abidal ended up finishing his career. Uh, yeah, I think so. But that's the thing. It's like Eric Avidal, and I'm pretty sure they didn't give him as much money as they did to Radamil Falcao. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, so they completed their 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 their, their, their financial takeover. Um, it was 408 million dollars, U.S. dollars, 408 million U.S. dollars for the for the purchase of Newcastle United. Jeez. Which Newcastle fans have have been wanting a new owner. They have had so many issues with with the um, I believe it's the Ashleys um, for a long time now that they've been wanting a new ownership. Um, but I, but also kind of kind of like a, a double edged sword here. Um, they were necessarily thrilled. They haven't been thrilled about this Saudi group, and it's obviously because of the fact that they have they, they have some uh, human rights issues. That this group has, so that's like where they're not like you know, oh yeah, we we want a new owner, but we don't want that. No, we don't want those guys. Yeah. Um, but obviously, they got the deal done. Uh, we've heard the meme, we've seen the memes already. We've we you know we saw the jokes about like how you know Newcastle is going to go get Mbappe and Holland and and Messi and Ronaldo and Robert Lewandowski and Mohamed Salah and Virgil Van Dyke and Sergio. They're just going to go get everybody. They're getting everybody. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's. I mean, they're gonna take a page out of Monaco and, and just buy everybody. That's the thing, though. Like, do you think with the the team that Newcastle has right now, and by getting uh, certain players, i.e., Messi, Mbappe, Cristiano Ronaldo, Haaland, even if anything, do you think with the team that Newcastle has at the moment and trying to rebuild it with certain players, not all these fucking stars? But just certain players. Do you uh, think? Let's see where Newcastle they, is at. Where Newcastle is at first right now. So in the standings, Newcastle is nineteenth. They have yet to win a game. Damn. So um, I think you think that that in, that cash influx is going to be something they really desperately really need. Well, um, this is kind of um, maybe maybe they go to the championship, you know, next season, and, and they build something there. You know, they 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 slowly build their empire and then come back up and, and wreak havoc. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, uh, yikes, not one win, yep. not a single yep. one. Yeah, I mean, they're not the bad. only team. There's there's four teams in the English Premier League that have yet to have gotten a win, and that is Southampton, uh, Burnley, Newcastle, and Norwich City. Leeds United, holy fuck, they only got one win. 
I mean, it's in seven games, but Jesus Christ. Anyways, <laughs> okay, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting sidetracked here. Um, I mean, I think, I think, uh, well, especially now seeing where they are in the standings, uh, Newcastle might have to take this approach similar to what Manchester City did, even though Manchester City stayed in the first division. Um, which I think was a lot of like trial and error. They, they, I think they initially were trying to do that whole, uh, oh, let's go, you know, let's go get Robinho. Let's go get, uh, you know, let's go get Carlos Tevez. Let's go, you know, let's go get this guy. Let's go get that guy. Um, like, oh, why are we not winning? Oh, let's go bring in Desco. Let's go, uh, bring in Balotelli. You know, like, you know, they were like, oh, let's just, let's get this name. Let's get, let's just get, let's get this guy. Let's get this guy. Let's get this guy. Um, oh, we need a manager. Uh, let's get, um, you know, oh, Pellegrini is not our guy. Uh, let's go, let's go get uh, Mancini. Let's go bring Mancini over here. Um, he's not that great either. Uh, and that's when they said, "Fuck it, let's get Pep." And then Pep, like, basically, like, set the foundation uh, for for Manchester City to where they are now. Um, so, I mean, that might be the approach that Newcastle should be going at. It's kind of copying what Manchester City has was able to do because, I mean, obviously, like, it's it's working. Um, but it's going to start one. It's going to start with a savvy manager, um, for starters, and then just knowing how to use the money that they're going to be getting from th- this ownership group to one build a foundation. Obviously, you you you, you got to have some youth players. You got to build that youth academy up. Um, but obviously, like if you want to compete now and at least stay afloat, you got to bring in some like, bring in players that can come and play. Like not necessarily like it doesn't have to be like the best signings, but just bring guys. Because I mean, like David Silva, even though he's a top quality player, he's not a name that everybody knows of. Like no offense, to David Silva. I love David Silva, but I mean, <laughs> but let's face it, like it, that's not a, 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 a unless you watch La Liga, you don't know th- who David Silva was. And then they bring him over to Manchester City. You know, they they go get Aguero. You know, they like they, they slowly built that team to where they are now. And now it's like yeah. some of those, you know, you know, like Zinchenko and I mean Zinchenko and Foden, like those guys are are or brought brought up through the youth academy. At least I yeah. think Zinchenko was, or Zinchenko might have been just a purchase of a young player. But um, you know, honestly, I don't know how Zinchenko showed up there. He just popped out of nowhere. To be honest, um, but essentially that's what I'm I'm thinking that Newcastle should do, or they can go ahead and take the PSG route and just. <laughs> Just go, you know, go get just everybody. Buy everyone. Just buy everybody. Um, Bro, I mean like, that has, that kind of works. The only thing, the only thing, the only thing that's different about PSG and, and, and Newcastle situation is that PSG is literally the only team in their league. <laughs> so, yeah, that that can do that. That basically. helps. Like so, that also helps. You you're not in the league. You're not in League Un. You're you're in the Premier yeah. League where there's like. Five other or, PSGs. Or, <laughs> There's like or, five other or, PSGs. Or, or even then, um, let's say, let's say if they even went to the, for example, Newcastle was in the Dutch league. You know, they have a, they have AX, they have PSV. Um, those are teams that are you know powerhouses, and they do have some money, but not the kind of money they just yeah, ran but into. They're not, right now. they're not in the Eredivisie. They're in the Premier League. So I know, so. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I was just using that as an example. But but yes, it, it's it's a it's an interesting it's gonna be interesting. I don't know if it's gonna be like right away they're contenders. Like I said, it's 
it's going to start off with you need to bring in the right manager, and they're rumored to be wanting Lampard, which. Yikes. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. <laughs> yikes! I mean, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry to Chelsea fans. I know Frank Lampard was your goat, um, but as it looked like a really good manager, so he went. He went. He went for a spell. I think at uh, what was it, Man City? What? Like one season? Didn't he go to the Man City for one season, Lampard? Yeah, because he got. Like, cause, cause but player? that's because that's why that's when he went to NYCFC. That's right. Yeah. So he ended up playing with Man City for 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 a bit before. Because I think he was like their first signing, and NYCFC wasn't didn't have their season started, so they're like, "Oh, oh for the meantime, right. you could play for Man City," and it got really awkward. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really awkward. I was like, "Oh, this is." Like, I'm not even a Chelsea fan. Even I don't think this is right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> you wouldn't want an RVP thing going on, do you? <laughs> yeah, RVP king. He, you know what? He he can enjoy. Whatever the I don't know what he's doing. Oh my frankly, god! What? Frankly, I don't care. What? <laughs> what? What? This coming from you? Say what? I mean, I hate the guy. I don't. I'm not saying I. Oh, okay. I'm not I saying say, I, was like, I just I was don't like, care. Aw. Like I'd be just. I was like, Hector, look, I was like, Hector got some growth. No, no, I'm not growing up yet. Uh, no, oh. I hate the man. <laughs> so, Jeez, never mind then. <laughs> no, All right. He he made his bed. He he made his bed. He's got he's got sleeping in now. So. I'm pretty damn sure he's living all comfortable. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure. Man. I mean, just you know, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, but like you know, obviously, all that the work that needs to go into play. Do you feel like this ownership group will be patient enough to at least deal with some with some of the growing pains of of owning a a, a Premier League club, or you know, and then you know, eventually become the contender contenders and. Uh, maybe maybe they go get Gavin Harris. Um, you know they already got Santi. Oh you know? God, Ali, bro, <laughs> don't you start. Um, but yeah, I I think with this new influx of cash, I think they can actually invest in the right talent and build up from there. I think once again, it's, it's going it, to all depend on what's their approach. Like, what are they? What are they going to plan on doing? One, I think I mean, obviously it's the, the coach is going to be the, the manager is going to be the first thing they got to go and go ahead and address. Because let's face it, the guy that right now Newcastle has, even he knows that he's on the hot seat. And I mean, you haven't won a game yet, so yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's, well, you, I was you, gonna tell you, I was like, you think? <laughs> like, I mean, like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you also have. Um, proper teams to look at around you. Because I mean, think about it. Like, for, like you said, you use Monaco as an example. I mean, look who the team that were around that was around them that had money to spend was PSG. And, P- and PSG basically was like, okay, here, here, here. You know what? We'll just add more money into it. Here, 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 here. And Monaco was like, well, you know what? Screw it. We can do it too. No, you got Man City who built themselves up, like you said. Slowly but surely. So at least Newcastle should take a page off of Man City book from there. It's not going to be in one year. It's not going to be maybe in two years, three years. But you never know. Man. Like shit. Look how long, look how long it took Leicester to to move up. Yeah, but you know? they also didn't have a, a group from Saudi Arabia coming over here. <laughs> no, exactly. So then it should give them more of a, a reason to, or more of a chance to build up properly than just to throw money at it and then be like, all right, like let's get this one player who's going to cost us basically half of our budget. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly that. 
But yeah, so we'll, we'll, Newcastle is going to definitely be one. It's crazy to think because they've been linked for such a long time to get this new ownership group to come in and take over Newcastle, and it's just been kind of just in the waiting. Is it like it was years? It's not like oh, it, it was last. You know, it was like it's it was going on for a few years that this new ownership group was this ownership group was trying to come in and take over Newcastle. So it's like it's well, I mean, it's finally happened, and so it's going to be everyone's going to be following what what Newcastle does. I mean, they're going to need to do something if they want to stay in the Premier League for sure. Um, winning oh, yeah. could winning would would be a good start, but uh, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that goes, man. But yeah, that's going to be a story to follow from from here on out. All right, mm-hmm. man. So last last episode, obviously, we talked to Mackenzie from Wilso Digital Media have her like basically break down what was going on with the Paul Riley scandal, um, which, you know, obviously, you know, me and Edward are still, still kind of, you know, we're, we're definitely still trying to digest all that because wow, it's just, it's just wow. For the fact that the NWSL tried to kind of like hide this under the rug and, and try to play it off as if like, you know, everything's kind of hunky dory and to, yeah. to find out that there's other, that, you know, there, there's been other firings, for similar instances, it's just it, it's it, it was definitely a lot to take in, but we definitely appreciate Mackenzie to break it down for us. Make sure uh, make sure you guys check out Wilso Digital Media, um, you know, just at Wilso Digital on on Instagram and Twitter. So go ahead and check her out, you know, because she 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 dropped the knowledge on us, and, and we definitely appreciate it. But uh, you know, obviously, the question was going to be what's going to happen after, like what what's going to be the move. From here on out, obviously, we weren't sure, me and at least me and Edward weren't sure if there was going to be games following uh, that, but they did play their games. They did play their games on Wednesday, um, so much so that, that there's one thing you need to know about women's soccer: the women support each other in in this league. The players, you know, they they're all behind each other, and, and you saw it as the NWSL players uh, actually stopped their game. To show, to show, kind of not, to, not. I wouldn't say protest. I don't think protest is the word, but to, to show a symbolism of solidarity amongst the the players across the league. So the teams ended up stopping at the sixth minute. For those of you guys wondering, oh, that's a random time. It's really not because it is representing the six years that it took for the players to be heard. Obviously, the players that they're talking about is Shim and Farley, the two players that came out on that athletic article that was written to. To, you know, obviously, see, you know, for the Paul Riley scandal, that this, once again, this issue happened back in 2015, and it and it came back out because of this article, and and it and it and exposed some light of what what's been going on, uh, which which one great that it was that it happened. Shout out to the Athletic. Shout shout out to Meg Linehan. I think that's want to make sure give her her due. Yeah, uh, but you know, obviously, she she holds it she, she holds it down for the NWL. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, shout out to Meg Linehan, great article that she wrote, able to, to give these girls the, the, the voice that they needed, uh, girls, women, the voice that they needed. Um, but yeah, so they ended up stopping the, they, they all stopped and again, went into the middle of the field and, you know, huddled in this, you know, huddled, um, to show solidarity, um, for, you know, for what's been going on with the NWSL. And that that's just going on with the NWSL, and like I said, you, the the fact that there's support amongst the players in the league is, is great to see. But because of that, you're now seeing others kind of following suit. 
as there's 24 Venezuelan players that came out that you've, co- you know, former youth coach, uh, Kenneth, uh, Zeremeta was, uh, there, you know, they came out on that. He was, he was doing sexual, physical and, and psychological abuse to them for over four years. Um, and, which, which, you know, obviously the fact that what the, the NWS, what was going on with the NWSL and the fact that you had Farley and Jim, you know, taking the courage to go out and, 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 and you know, finally speak up on this, you know, it, it's giving them courage to go in and keep speaking more, uh, more on, on what they're dealing with and, and kind of like, you know, it's not, you know, and we, we talked about this as well that, you know, it's not just, the, you know, the NWSL, it's not just professional. It is, it's going on. You know, in the col- in the youth system, in the college ranks, and, and you know, so it's good that you know there's more and more players that are going to speak against it. Um, and, and one of the one of the 24 players from Venezuela was actually uh, forward Dana Castellanos, who plays over Atletico Madrid. Um, she was one of the one of the players that came out as well on it. I guess you can say, you know, being her being like the high profile player. Um, I guess similar to what Alex Morgan was able to do for, you know, for those, for those two, specifically Shim, but for what uh, Alex Morgan was able to use her platform to help them out, you can kind of say the same thing for Castellanos. So, you know, so Venezuela, they're speaking out. And then even former Australian forward Lisa Devana, she spoke out on the sexual harassment and indecent assault and bullying that she received from senior players. So it's not, you know, obviously, you know, it's great that we're hearing, you know, the the part of like, you know, coaches using their power on these young, on these young women, but now you're having players also like, Hey, it's not just the coaches. It's, they, it's even, they our use own, their, yeah, they use their, their seniority to try to get this. their own, they use their seniority to try to get their, their way, I guess, or their fuck for all we know. They're like, Hey, go give me a Burger King. And like why? Like because I'm your senior. That's why you know. Or else I'll tell the coach it, not to play. I don't know. If that's what it is. Uh, heard, but uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, dog. No, I, I mean I, I get what you're saying, but you know, and Lisa Devana, she was talking about how how she would get dry hump from from her teammates and all that. So I mean, I don't know why I said and all that. That's not disrespectful. But uh, you know, what she the kind of the treatment that she was receiving as as she was coming up in the ranks of the game. Um. So. The, the fact that like what's going on with the NWSL and, and for that to be able to, to come out and, and give all these players the courage to come out and speak out on, on things that they have experienced in their, in their playing careers and not let it be, you know, not let it get, not let it be the best of them anymore. Like they're going to take charge and they're going to, they're going to make the change that's needed for the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all, that's always a positive thing or a positive note to go on. Um, to try to get them to move forward with all this anti, like anti harassment, you know, it's just uh, we. It's it's kind of weird that we just talked about this and then more and more and more, like it just keeps. I guess you could say it's kind of like snowball effect. <laughs> yeah, but for this one, you you want that you want the snowball effect. Yeah, to exactly. Come you play. want the snowball <laughs> effect to come into play. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just like the snowball effect, but it's like. In a positive way. I'm not saying like, no, you got to stop it. No, like, no, let's snowball roll. Yeah, no, totally. I agree with that. Um, so ho- I, and I think this, we're, we're going to hear more of it. Like it, the more of it's coming, 
Um, obviously, this this you know all this, and I feel like it it wouldn't have happened if one for Shim and Farley to come out and, and speak on what they were experiencing. Um, for them to come out and, and be brave enough to to put their faces out there and and go up against Paul Riley, two you know obviously props to to Alex Morgan you know she's a goat she's even she's even bigger of a goat now um, to be there for for Shim at whatever she could do you know obviously she has a she has her platform and she knew that she could definitely make that change that was needed all she needed was for Shim to give her what she need, what she wanted. And obviously, props to Meg Linehan. She wrote the article. You know, she wrote the article that got this earthquake. This, this, this. I guess the ball to roll. Uh, Meg Linehan really did it. So, props to all of them. And I, I, I mean, like I said, this is. It, it, hopefully, we're seeing more and more players speak out and, and really get change done. Uh, not only in just the NWSL, but just in women's soccer in in the world. Yeah. So I mean. <clears throat> All in all, I'm I'm just hoping we we can we can move forward with all this stuff. Like we can we can stop this sexual harassment, this bullying, physical uh, harassment, even the, like you said, the psychological. Like because at this point in time, like when it comes to being psychologically abused, whenever you're on the field, you know, of course you're thinking about the game. But do you ever get those moments like 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 that little twinge? All of a sudden, it could start affecting your game just in like the twentieth I mean, minute. I mean, you, you know, know kind I mean? of going back to what happened with Shim. I mean, it it, it devastated her career, um, yeah, because of so. you know because of her mental health. And I, and more and more, I'm glad that we're getting mental health, uh, being able to speak on mental health more and more. And and you know, also this like just speaking out in general, realizing the fact that now we're we're real, we have to like realize that there is a problem and it needs to be addressed. Um, it's, there's no shame in it. There's no, there's no, there's no issue with admitting that there's a problem. The issue is, is when you try to hide it and, and, and think that nothing it's not, it's going to be overlooked and it's like, eventually it's going to come out. Yeah. I mean, can't, can't hide it. Once, like I said, once the ball starts rolling, nothing's really going to stop it. Especially yeah. if more and more people, and then like you said, like if like people such with statuses like Alex Martin keep talking, and they yeah, keep so, bringing it out to light. So yeah, props so, to her. Yeah, and then also props to to Castellanos and the and the other twenty three Venezuelan players that came out, and of course uh, to Lisa Devana for also speaking out on her on on her situation. So hopefully we hear more and more names, and and hopefully that that more of a front comes out to to make to make that change happen. All right, Edward, it is debate time. This debate topic is brought to you by Swift Lifestyles. Swift Lifestyles is the ultimate energy and focus that is needed for the gamer. Swift Lifestyles has a wide variety of flavors in powder form and also in gummy. Um, so go to www.swiftlifestyles.com and when you go to checkout, use the code insert name FC to get a 15% discount. Me, I use it. Edward uses it. It is yeah. much needed for, especially for what we deal with. Not only for, not only for just the whole fact that we, you know, we do a podcast, but also the fact that, you know, we we work, and you know, me and Edward have to go in very early sometimes. Oh so, man, don't need to remind me. <laughs> yeah, so so we we definitely use Swift Lifestyles for that. It's not just for the gamer. It it gives me the focus that I need as well to to make sure I take on 
all the tasks that I need to do to make sure this podcast is is up and running. But uh, but also it just it it tastes great too. So and there's, there's no aftertaste. There's no there's no crash. So that's the part that I like the most. Oh yeah, like that, that it's it slows it slows it down when it comes to like let's call it the crash, even though it's not a crash. Like it, it slowly comes, you slowly come down off that uh, caffeine. It has a very little bit of caffeine. It tastes really good, um, and it does wake you up. I can vouch for that. And trust me, I've been taking pre-workout for a long time now. Sometimes even when I just feel like I need coffee, but it's, I just take pre-workout. But now I take that instant. I take Swift Lifestyle. Yeah. Swift Lifestyle. Yeah. All right. So once again, thank you to Swift Lifestyles. And the debate topic is, what is your thoughts on what Thibaut Courtois said in his, po- in his post-match interview? After the third place game for the UEFA Nations League, I, I, one I'm baffled that there's even why is why do they need to fi- figure out who wins third place oh. in the UEFA Nations League? For one, um, <laughs> is beyond me. But obviously, people don't necessarily aren't fans of the Nations League. I mean, yes, US men's national team won their their Nations League, but <laughs> like, what was the point of all that? Like, I get that the Nations League is is I, I mean. And I mean, me and I were both said that we did like the Nations League because obviously it's meaningful matches and it gives players experience of meaningful games. But like when you're adding a third place game, that's not like, is there a medal that's going to be given to them? I Do you really need to get a medal for third place in the UEFA Nations? Like, like, I mean, it is to me, it's not necessary. Like, just have the final and just call it a congratulations to France, by the way, who won the Nations League. But, um, <laughs> congratulations to France. All right. But I mean, but yeah, so Courtois had some things to say, and I think it, it resonates with me and Edward just because of the fact that we've kind of been talking about how, you know, FIFA's trying to add, you know, make the World Cup every other, you know, every two years instead of every four years. Uh, you have Super League that's like kind of trying to oh, yeah, its other face over to us again. Again. Um, uh. You know, just. <laughs> Freaking uh, a a champ, uh, just a random cup match between you know the winner of a Copa America versus the Euro champion. Like it's like there's just, there's just this thing about let's just add some more fucking games for no apparent reason, and, and it's not it's just these confederations and and these these groups of of you know people that aren't playing the game. They're like, oh yeah, we want to do this. We want the you know we want this done. We want the experience to happen. We want more games. And you got the players, well, maybe not the players, all the players, but you got people uh, Courtois over here, like, what's this we? <laughs> like, who's this yeah, we? <laughs> basically, basically, what he's saying is like, you know, you guys, as the people who are setting this up, are not the ones playing, are not the ones that are physically getting Courtois, Courtois essentially is like, what's, who's this we? And like, I don't, I don't, you don't speak for me. But we'll go ahead. Uh, here's the quote from, from Courtois. It's just a money game, and we have to be honest about it. For UEFA, it's extra money, and it's an extra game because it's on TV. Of course, everyone wants to play, but look how much both teams changed. If the teams had been in the final, there would have been other players playing. This just shows that we play too many games. All right, and continues on. Next year, we have a World Cup in November. We'll have to play until the latter stages of June again, Courtois added. We will get injured. Nobody cares about the players. In June, after a long season, we'll have to play four games in the Nations League. You'll get two weeks holiday, and that's that's not enough for players to continue for twelve months at the high, uh, highest level. We never say anything 
It's always the same. They're against the Super League, but they do just they do they just they just do the same. They put extra games. They made an extra trophy, the Conference Cup, away for conference, conference League. That's what he's referring to, or whatever that whatever the name is. It's always the same. <laughs> they can be angry about the teams wanting a Super League, but they don't care about the players. They just care about their pockets. Now you hear that you, that they want to put an, a European Championship and a World Cup every year. When we will get when will we get rest? Never. In the end, the top players will get injured and injured and injured. We're not robots. It's just more and more games and less rest for us, and nobody cares. That is the quote from Thibaut Courtois. Okay. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I agree with uh, Thibaut Courtois. Um, Because the thing is, me, I mean, you know me, fuck, I play four five games during a week and they, they're not even like full games, you know, they're 40 minute games. So it's not even like a full, but it's indoor. And, but I, let me tell you, it's tiring. You get injured from one game. And, uh, for example, like last week, got injured one game, couldn't play two, three games. They're out of the week. So I was like, damn it. So I had to rest. Um, <clears throat> I'm still kind of hurt right now. So coming like, from his point of view, I understand what he means. Even as a fan, I understand what he means. As much as I love to watch them play, as love as I watch, watch, oh my God, like Messi, Ronaldo, um, Lukaku, Lacazette. Like I like to watch them all play. Uh, I like to watch uh, Lewandowski. Uh, hell, you know, like Ozil. Like I, if, if, I, if I wish I could, that I could watch them. Like, okay, they're club matches. Okay, they're international matches. Okay, um, here comes the extra cup match. Okay, here comes this UEFA cup match. Like, it, it takes a toll physical on the body, and then you don't have time to rest. Just like how he said, like you don't have time to rest. You don't have time to spend with the family. You either leave your family or you bring your family along with you, and then they're the ones that are going to have to be rolling around with you. Um, it's not it's not fun to be like a traveling family, kind of like freaking traveling turkeys kind of deal. Um, but more and all, like he said, it's more of a, you're not, you're letting your body rest. And of course you're not letting your mind rest. like training compared to actual game day kind of stuff, two different things, but it's not like you're training, you know, hardcore, those 45 minutes that your mind has to be set on those games. Sometimes you'll have like those training days where you do like sprints or running and then you'll do like the little keep away kind of stuff and then futbolito over here and there and then it's like a it's like a rest day you know you're not really putting your intensity into it um but other than that um yeah i mean Courtois right though like big time and i'm pretty sure he's not the only one that thinks that he's just one of the very few that has, has said you know what you guys are being greedy like you you guys are just wanting the money that's coming in with all this stuff that's going on and you're not thinking about the players. <laughs> no, it's exactly that, man. Like, I mean, like, as much as we 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 were, like, against the Super League, as much as people have spoke against the Super League, and, and you know, me and I were both said it. Like, we, we is, you know, we're both against the Super League, but we also know FIFA and UEFA aren't, aren't the, you know, they're not, they weren't fighting it because, oh, it's against the game. It's not that. They, they it was literally just the fact that, like, well, we're not getting that money. I, you know, I want, I want some money like that. That's yep. literally what they were like. I mean, 
Like we're not sitting here and telling y'all that away from FIFA are perfect. They're trust me, they they're are far nowhere, from it. They're more close to me than they are to perfect. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, I totally get that part, but it, it's just them being greedy. Like I, I'm tired of the excuse, like oh, when well, we had a pandemic, it's just like, yeah, you. Like you guys are still rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like I mean, like oh, poor rich person. Like oh my god, the pa- you don't know how much of a financial toll the pandemic did to us. Well, you know the financial toll I had to do during the pandemic. Like it's like it's, you want me to play the world's smallest violin for you? No. Like we get what you're trying to do. We get that you're trying to make more games so you get TV deals, so you get sponsorships, and all. You're you're not slick, FIFA. You're not slick, UEFA. Concacaf, even though Concacaf's not really doing anything, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like we see what you're doing, we get it. We know what the at the end of, at the end of the day, we know the altern the the altern alternative. We know the motive. <laughs> we, we we know the motive at the end of the day. I think Spencer's going to just edit like the actual word that needs to be there. <laughs> Anyways, but like he might put it in the background just just to. <laughs> it's like the, when we were talking about like the, the extraction or, or extradition or, or whatever we were talking about uh about the the guy from Suriname uh, but uh oh. but anyways uh that's not the point but yeah so yeah we know the the ulterior motive there we go that's what I was trying to say <laughs> like we know what you're trying to do you're not slick FIFA like we see it and Courtois clearly sees it you know, like at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta consider your players. You gotta think about what what your players are going through. The fact that like they're they're contemplating on having a World Cup every two years, like you're taking the the value out of it. Like it's cool that it's every yeah. four years because it's a main it's a big event. It's huge. You one you want to give that host at least like three years to prepare for it. Um, yeah. So I mean, like it's a it, but at the end of it all, it's about the players and, and the fact that you're. It's just it's it's ridiculous to me. Like, I, and Courtois is completely right. Um, I hope I'm sure he's gonna get fined for for the stupidest reason possible. But he he, he said it, he said what he needed to say, and he's I'm glad he said it. Um, even though he is what he is, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it needed to be said, and I'm glad he said it. Uh, he made it right. He I, I'm 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 all for what uh, Courtois said because um, I I. It's literally like I can't spot the lie. Like it's all facts. Like he 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 went for it. He went for the jugular. He he went for the pipe bomb, and he and it and it worked. Yeah, and it's true. Like um, like I, I already told you, and you already know where I stand. And I agree with you on on what you said about the the value of the tournament of the World Cup because you do it so many times. Um, not trying to devalue, for example, World Series. Super Bowl, anything like that. I'm not trying to devalue that, but the the World Cup is basically known for happening every four years. Yeah, but the, 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 world, the but the World Series and and the and the Super Bowl that's a, a regular that's that's the end of the season. That's a championship. Yeah. So that like to me that's different. Like one, we're never going to have a World American Football Tournament because that's that that just not fair. <laughs> I mean, you know, ML, you know, baseball has the World Baseball Classic, so that's kind of essentially like their World Cup. So I mean, they, you know, even they have their major events, but like the World Series is the World Series because of the fact that it's just baseball. You know, the MLB is like internationally watched. Like you have 
players from Japan and South Korea and, and even China and, and obviously all, all across Latin America and, and the U.S. like you know, playing in that league. Um, so that's oh, yeah. why it's the World Series, even though people hate on it. But um, but I mean, those are I think those are different than what the World the World Cup. You put that with the Olympics. Like if there's a reason why it's held every four years because it's a huge event. It takes a lot of preparation. And, and crazy enough that like, you got to think about for the Olympics, it's only one city that hosts it. It's not a country. It's a city that hosts it. It's a city, yeah. That, that hosts the Olympics. So it's a grand event. Like I get why that those are done every four years because of how big the event is, how many athletes are a part of it. And the Olympics is massive. So, I mean, and, and people like you, you forget, like, even though the Olympics is, is necessarily over, there's still some some events that are still going on after the the, uh, the ending ceremonies, and then you bring in for the 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 Paralympics all comes immediately after. So so it, it's a it's a lot, but I mean like I get why it it is like that, you know, like why that's such a huge event and why it's done every four years. I expect to have a Super Bowl at the end of the season because that's that's what's you know that's because it's annually, but a World Cup. It's a huge event. It's a huge. It's 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 big, and it, and it warrants to be every four years. It, you you deserve to wait on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you heard our thoughts. You heard me and Edward. You obviously we're we're both all for Tivo Courtois on this case. On this case only. I'm just gonna put that. Yeah. Out uh, I do not condone most of the things that the Tivo Courtois oh, does. Oh God, here we go. With this thing. <laughs> I don't condone most of the things he does, but but this one I will, I will, I will be cool with. I, well, I am, I hundred percent, hundred percent agree with. But uh, but yeah, so it's gonna be. So the debate topics are already on social media. You can go ahead and check it out on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. You're gonna see a post with Tivo Courtois' big face on there, um, and you, you can go ahead and share your thoughts on that post. And um, if you guys have an idea for uh, for a future debate topic that you want me and Edward to talk on or discuss, uh, you can drop it right there on that post, or you can send us a message once again on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. And if we, you know, obviously we like the the debate topic, we'll go ahead and, and and discuss it, and we'll even, you know, give you a shout out not only on the podcast but also when we drop it on our social media platforms. Once again, at InsertNameFC on Instagram and Twitter. So. And also shout out to Swift Lifestyles. Once again, use the code insert name FC at checkout at www.swiftlifestyles.com. So you get yourself a 15% discount. All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. You guys are going to hear another ad and we'll get going with game recaps. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience on Audible, but you'll also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we are back. Once again, make sure you guys hit up our link in our bios on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. So you go ahead and one, find where we are as far as like where you listen to podcasts, uh, the Belly Up website, and of course, all our great partners, Fanatics, Audible, Swift Lifestyles, 
Um, make sure you go ahead and take advantage of it. And obviously, it'll help us out. <clears throat> All right. And we'll bring, sorry. <clears throat> I was drinking water. I was told that I was drinking water after having a small little snack. And not eat dinner. So, man, <laughs> what? Just, just let you know, people. I do not tell Edward he can't eat. <laughs> just in case y'all he think he tortures oh, me every chance he gets. What is wrong with you, man? Okay, no, I'm just kidding. No, I just didn't eat dinner. I was just like, uh, I wasn't hungry when I got home, and yeah, but no, we we good, we good. He he he, he does not. What did you say? You don't. Tell me not to eat. Okay, so he does not not tell me not to eat, right? Is that right? I hate you. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Games a recap, or what's your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is actually the, and ironically, we were talking about this, the Nations League, the UEFA Nations League final, France versus Spain. So there's there's a couple of things that uh, I, I chose it, but I'm going to just give you like a little um, bullet point. So France actually beat Spain two to one. We did congratulate France already. Spain had sixty four percent of the possession. Tiki Taka basically was back alive for a while. Um, shots were even twelve to twelve, but ha- France had more shots on target five to four. Uh, Benzema and Mbappe basically scored the, the the goals for France to win. And the thing is, it was a controversy on Mbappe's goal where they were saying that. It was offside because it hit Garcia. So then Mbappe, that's where he took advantage of it, or Mbappe was offside. But because Garcia touched it, it still wasn't counted as offside. And then there's been a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, speculation uh, revolving around that. So I'm like, if Garcia wouldn't have made the reach for it, would it have been offside, or would they have counted it? So it, it's a, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of speculation. Here and there, but if you guys want to let us know what y'all think about that, let us know on uh, our Twitter or Instagram. And I, Hector did not put me up to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually surprised he, he did a little quick uh, promo. Anyways, but yeah, no, the, <laughs> the, the game was the game was exactly what you thought it was. Well, maybe not the controversial goal, but uh, but France versus Spain, it, it lived up to the hype. It was a final. Um, Take it what you want about the Nations League, but you know it, it was a good game. I mean, I was really I, I was at the edge of my seat throughout the whole game. Obviously, I'm, I'm happy to see Benzema score, uh, ridiculous of a goal. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Mbappe can't call him a bum, but uh, <laughs> damn. But I mean, he called him. It's funny though because I how people like blew up the whole Mbappe calling Neymar a bum. I'm sure, I'm sure like it, he's not. He didn't necessarily mean it, but I mean like. When you're in the heat of the game, in the heat of the game, I think that's what it was. Let's face it. I mean, I sometimes catch myself calling Edward a bum when we when we play in our in our indoor soccer league. So, I, I sometimes go off the rails, and I apologize already. Go off the rails? You go, oh yeah, I go. You I go, go full off. on diva. <laughs> you I do. Go, no, I got, I got, I got, I go fucking crazy. I don't even know. Sometimes I don't even know myself, and I'm the one that always like, hey, this is just fun. All hell, I go. All hell breaks loose. Hell, oh I'm, my god, I'm, I, I still remember Nelson had to 
had to give me away from you because I was ready to punch you in the face. I know, <laughs> man. That was just, it was we were just in the so middle bad. of a game and I was ready to fight this dude. I was just like, oh, bro. I, and then I was Nelson just so wanted to mad. punch you in the face a few games later. I was just so, yeah, I was just so mad, man. But, but I mean, it is what it is. Oh, man. All right. Anyways, but yeah, a really good game. Went down the wire. Um, controversial. So everything that a waifu would want is what it would happen. Um, so, but yeah, uh, I mean, nonetheless, very dramatic game. Good game. Uh, overall, good I like game. how you, I like how you emphasize whatever Wetha wanted to happen, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what you're trying to say on that one there, sir. Yeah, whatever Wetha wanted happened, happened. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to say at that point. Well, it is, like I said, it is what it is. <laughs> yep. All right, so my game right. for the week. I was, about to, I was about to ask you. I was about to ask you. I thought you were about to add You were taking too long. <laughs> you All were right. taking too damn long. Well, okay. What's your game to recap? What's your game to recap, Hector? Or, <laughs> my game oh, to actually, recap. Actually, let me, let, me, let, me, let me do it right. Let me do it right. Let me do it right. <laughs> Hector, what's your game to recap? Oh, God. My voice just went really high pitched. <clears throat> you Hector, had one job, Edward. You had one job. <laughs> Hector, what's your game to recap, brother? My game to recap. <laughs> yeah, it took a little jab at you <laughs> with your long ass pauses. <laughs> All right, my, my game to recap is Wales, uh, Wales and Czech Republic drawing two two in their in their World Cup qualifiers. So while Belgium, France, Spain, and Italy were playing for Nations League. Rest for playing for World Cup qualifiers. Games that probably mean a lot more than the Nations League, to be honest. Oh yeah. Uh, depending who you ask. Um, but yeah, uh, it it was a two-two draw. Czech Republic had fifty-one percent of the possession, so a very even game possession-wise. I mean, obviously with a draw, it was a fairly even game. Uh, Wales odd shot uh, sixteen to twelve. Um, the goals that were scored were from Jakob Pisek in the thirty-eighth minute. And by the goalkeeper of Wales, Danny Ward, at the 49th minute on own goal. Wow. Um, and then you had, for Wales, you had Aaron Ramsey scoring a goal. One of the ugliest looking goals I've ever seen. But hey, it goes in the back of the net. It goes in the back of the net. Right. Uh, yeah. And then Daniel James ends up tying the game at the 69th minute. Very nice. Um, just, you know, Wales, and I mean, you know, people are still trying to figure out what exactly Wales is as far as the team goes, um, they're not. They, not have, just, play, they not, have players. It's just. I mean, Gareth Bale's the one that basically broke out of the mold. Yeah, but Gareth, Gareth Bale. Bale this Aaron, was also without Gareth Bale. Yeah, I know, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody was expecting, like Gareth Bale, Gareth Bale, Gareth Bale. Like when you think of Wales, you automatically do think Gareth Bale. Kind of like how back in the day, you know, you thought Tottenham. You're like, oh, Gareth Bale. You know? Did you really? Did, did uh, back in the day, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't. I honestly can't name many <laughs> players from Tottenham over those years. Anyways, but but yeah, just overall good game. It was just a very close game. They both collected a point. Um, you know, that's all you really can say at that point. Um, but yeah, so that is my game to recap. And going into players of the week, Edward. Who is? I don't know why I said what is. Who is your player of the week? 
what what is no, I'm just kidding. Who is my player of the week? Okay, so <clears throat> pardon me for saying his name wrong if I do say it, but Patrick Klimala. Did I say it right? Yeah, you said it right. All right. So he scored the winning goal, and yes, believe it or not, I chose an MLS team. Uh, he scored the winning goal in the New York Red Bulls 1-0 win against Inter Milan. My, yeah, Inter Milan. I'm tripping. Inter Miami. Dang, what an upset. <laughs> what yeah, an right? upset for a New York Red Bulls. They go toe-to-toe <laughs> with Inter Milan. <laughs> <laughs> Inter Miami. You know, you know. Dang, they, but, they didn't let Lautaro Martinez score a goal. What? Oh, wow. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. This dude here. Um, but yeah, no, actually, you got it wrong too. It's a uh, scores the winning goal in New York Red Bulls 1 0 win against Inter Miami. So, ha, you got it wrong too. What ha. do you mean? What did, did I say? say? They let, they, they said Lautaro Martinez let that him score a goal. I said they didn't let Lautaro Martinez score a goal. Oh, oh. Jesus, well, Jesus Christ, Edward. <laughs> how the turntables. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. But yeah, Patrick Kimala. So he was basically, he's basically my player of the week because he actually scored the only goal in that match. And I mean, from what I was watching, I mean, Higuain was getting pissed. And, and so was their Inter Miami. So, so was their manager. <laughs> yeah, and pretty I, much. I'm uh, sure David Beckham is somewhere kicking soccer balls into a trash can. Getting ready oh, to come yeah. because I think he's about to come out of retirement to save this yeah, team. Yeah, right. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna play. No, well, he might actually send Romeo. I mean, you never know. <laughs> he might send his kids out there. Yeah, right. Freaking. He's about to be the Lavar, he's about to be the Lavar Ball of soccer. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, all right, who's your player of the week? My player of the week is Eric Maxine Chupamoting. He scored two goals in Cameroon. Say, say, say that. Say that three times fast. Eric Massing Chupamoting. Eric Massing Chupamoting. Eric Massing Chupamoting. Damn. Okay. He scored two goals in Cameroon's 3 1 win against uh, Mozambique. No, it's just Mozambique. Mozambique? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we all players fuck up. All right. But yeah, so he, you know, obviously the man that, you know, he, he gets cut, he gets released from PSG. Bayern Munich picks him up and then he just became a beast. And now he's over here scoring goals for, for his. First country Cameroon. Yeah, 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 that's good. That's always good, though. I mean, putting himself out in the spotlight like that. So that's good. Exactly. So shout out to Patrick Klimala and Eric Mancini Chupamoting for being our players of the week. It says this is the first time for both these players. And ironically, I think, I don't think anybody was expecting us to pick those players. But there they are. Yes, sir. All right, man. We got some games to watch this weekend. Obviously, the international break is over. So we are now at games to watch for this weekend. Back to the regular regular show, unless it's the MLS, which they, you know, they're going to play regardless. Um, <laughs> for the MLS, I have Toronto FC versus Atlanta United. Um, I think that's going to be a pretty interesting matchup. Toronto looks a little bit better now. Um, Atlanta United. I mean, they still got. I think they still got Joseph Martinez. I don't know. I haven't really been keeping Damn. up with Atlanta. But yeah, that's gonna be a good game. And then we have the Battle of New York, NYCFC versus the New York Red Bulls. 
Oh, that was going to be good. So let's see if Patrick. Let's see if Patrick Lamala can go ahead and get a repeat. A back to back. He could be the player of the week again. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. So those are games for the MLS. In the NWSL, we have the OL Reign taking on the Washington Spirit. And the Houston Dash, who just came off of a big win, is going to take on the Portland Thorns. Go Dash. Yep, let's keep, let's keep this train going. Battle for the playoff. The, the road to the playoff starts. In Liga MX, we have Monterrey versus Leon, which I think is going to be a pretty good game. Monterrey is always a pretty good team. Leon looks pretty good. Um, and then Pachuca versus San Luis. Damn, that's actually... Wait, San Luis. going to be good games. San Luis Potosí, yeah. Wait, am I, is that right? What? Pachuca versus San Luis? I want to be you think, do you think that's wrong? I don't know. It doesn't look, it doesn't look right to me. It's because it's supposed to be it's, stuff. it's supposed to be Pachuca versus Santos Laguna. <laughs> that's why it looks right to it's me. It's a typo. It's a typo. It's a typo. It's okay. It happens, bro. It's all good. It's I was like, good. wait, San Luis, are they still playing? <laughs> it's all wait, good. It's Atletico all good. San Luis, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, I was like, that They're, doesn't look right. Actually, actually, okay, let's add them in there because it's not a bad game. It's against Blue America. So it's not a bad game. It's not a bad game. Same so, time, at the same exact time as Pachuca versus Santos and then Atletico San Luis versus Blue America. So right, I guess well. maybe. I mean, it's 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 uh, they're two good games actually. I mean, San Luis has three, uh, three has good games underdog. to watch. Three good games for MLS. For Liga Mekis. Yeah, man. I mean, no, no lie. Like, these games are actually going to be pretty good. So, and I mean, you know, the seasons, uh, what week are they on now? I think they're. Uh, they are on match day 13 of 17. So, so yeah. They're? So they're, they're near the end of their seat. They're, they're uh, la, la, el, el apertura. Yep. So they're close to, yep. they're close to, to the, the end of that season. They're going to be starting their playoffs pretty soon. So get ready for the preview for that, for the, the preview. Preview for that one. Jesus Christ, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just everywhere. <laughs> just, apparently, I'm looking at two different teams, <laughs> three different games for League MX. Anyways, in League Un, we have PSG versus Angers and Leon versus, hey, look, Monaco. Uh, <laughs> you remember them? <laughs> yeah, right. I have like Monaco fans like just, just messaging me, just fuck you, no. <laughs> Right? Is it fucks you know? There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So those, I feel like they're going to be really good games. Uh, Angers has come off of, are, are coming off a win before the international break. So, I mean, I want to keep form. PSG obviously had that, that total upset that happened against Tadi Reynes. So, you know, they want to get back on track. Maybe, maybe Mbappe and Neymar want to show that, hey, we're happy, guys. Don't, don't worry. You bum. Hey, if they if they if they, <laughs> if they go ahead and show that you know, and Neymar, if Neymar for some reason he'll have the ball all to himself and he's running into the goalie and he sees Mbappe on the side and he passes it to Mbappe, we know everything's patched up. And if not, you then know, we're gonna see Mbappe call him a bum. If not, if he scores, we'll see what happens. I mean, he could have that reaction. Or, that or if Mbappe well. misses, maybe Neymar or, calls him a bum. Nah, I don't know, but we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. 
Anyways, but yeah, and then we're off to the Bundesliga as we have Freiburg taking on RB Leipzig. Ooh, uh, I got my money on Leipzig on that one. Okay. <coughs> All right. All right. Um, and then Bayer Leverkusen, who looks really good right now this season, <laughs> is taking on Bayern Munich. So we'll find out how good they are. they've been looking this season. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. We'll see what's up. We'll see what's up. So that's, that's going to be a good matchup to see. In the Serie A, we have AC Milan taking on Hellas Verona. But you, that's not the game you really want to see. The game you really want to see is Juventus versus Roma. Yeah, that one's going to be a good one. That was going to be hella good, hella, hella, hella good. Yep. Let's see what Jose Mourinho has in store for Juventus. Right. That's all. That really, that's all I really got. <laughs> that, that one. Yeah. In La Liga, we have Barcelona taking on Valencia. All right, they better, they better freaking, they better freaking win. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Mm, I don't I'm know. Man. Leave me alone. Let me, let me have my dream. A classical's coming up too, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, and the other game is Celta Vigo versus Sevilla. Celta Vigo has actually looked pretty decent so far. The season to be obviously they are who they are. That's who kind of a rough start for them, but let's see if they can get back on track and, and try to get themselves to a Champions League spot for the season. No, I mean, Valencia, uh, wait, Valencia, no, Sevilla. Oh, my bad. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still in the backtracker over here. I'm still in the freaking uh, <clears throat> Barcelona game. My mindset is still in Barcelona. So, all right. Since we're gonna, since we're we're at uh, this Barcelona, since you're still we're, you're still back at this Barcelona Valencia game, uh, is this is this um is this like a you know like if they don't win this one, it's it's over for Barcelona, or or is there still some hope? There's still some hope. It's just <sighs> there's still some hope. There's still some hope. And I say that, and I actually say that with a little bit of heart. So. We'll see. In, in Coleman, we trust, right? Sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> you don't have much of a choice. By default. Really don't have, really don't have much By of a default. choice. By default. Coleman, we trust. It's like, I feel Good. like... I feel, Here's I, a question like, for you. What would you rather have? Old Gunner, <laughs> old gunner or, or Coleman? Honestly, I'd rather have Gold Gunner now because like now with the Old Gunner jokes going on and everything, I wonder what he would bring into Barcelona's uh, squad. That's only only time will tell, Howard. Only time will tell. Yeah. I'm still waiting for Xavier Hernandez to be like, you know what, guys? I'm coming. I think that's what that's what everybody's hoping for. Uh, and to wrap up on the on games to watch this weekend, in the English Premier League, we have Brentford versus Chelsea. Brentford. Edward, have you been seeing what Brentford is doing? They're, they're not doing that bad, honestly. They're doing good. They are they are in seventh place right now in, in, in the table. They're in conference. They're in the, con, in the the UEFA Conference League spot right now. Which, if you're from Brentford, you just got promoted to the Premier League for the first time in your club's history. And you're sitting at seven. I know it's early in the season, seven games into the season, but still. 
That's amazing. <laughs> still hurts that Arsenal was one of those one of those three wins, but I mean, still pretty impressive. Still pretty impressive. Nonetheless, so Brantford versus Chelsea. This is probably the reality check game. I honestly, gotta say. Uh, maybe not the reality check. Maybe like welcome, welcome to the Premier League, because you're about to take on like a really good team. Well, I mean, I don't know how. To, I don't know. It's um, I'd be. I don't know. Honestly, I'd be. I'd be a little bit scared and a little bit like. Skeptic about what our team can bring, but at the same time, it's like you kind of as as Brentford, I would be like, you know what, we can do it. We can we can make it. Like to be honest, Brentford, Brentford is at a point where they still are at this point where they really have nothing to lose. I mean, Chelsea, obviously, if they lose this game, like this could drastically hurt them as far as like oh, yeah. trying to win the Premier League because that's that's their, that's going to be that that's their goal for this season, right? At least we, it's safe to assume. Um, but you know, one, if Brentford beats Chelsea, that's a huge boost of confidence for them because, I mean, they just went toe-to-toe with, with you know, last year's Champions League winner. So, I mean, at a team that looks really scary right now, especially with Lukaku oh. up top. But, I mean, so that's going to be a good game for sure. I, interesting to see, like, we'll really get to see what Brentford really is in this game. Um, and then the other game is Leicester City taking on Manchester United. That one's actually going to be a good match. Anything you're looking forward to in that match specifically? I want Man City. Um, wait, I want. Are you a Man City fan? No, no, no. I was going to say I was like I want Manchester United team. Manchester United. I mean, no duh. <laughs> I, but, I you're, but you're asking me. But you're asking me like, what are you looking forward to? That match? That's what I'm looking forward to. I said, what you're looking for in this game. Oh, what am I looking for? Well, on this one, honestly, I feel like it's going to be an attacking game, mostly. Not, not really much of a defensive game, but I think it's just mostly going to be like if the strikers can finish, basically. Okay. It's going to be like... Um, I mean, like as I mean, it isn't necessarily looking that good right now. And I mean, it's still seven games into the season, so it really isn't a really big, like, Oh man, you know this is where they're going to be. But obviously, Manchester United want to maintain where they are right now in the top four in the league. Um, also, I mean, you would have to say Manchester United is competing for the Premier League as well. So, I mean, this could be a game that could be a game that boosts themselves up because, like I just said, it could easily be that team that spoils someone's season. Um, so, we definitely want to win this game. Um, you know, Leicester is kind of like looking for a win. Man U as well. I mean, they had a draw and a loss for their last two games. So, I mean, you know, obviously they want to get back on the winning track uh, for sure. So, I mean, Leicester, I think that would be a good win for them. Thinking, you know, we're like, oh, you know, we beat a team that, that won the FA Cup last season. So, it, it, it could mean something for Manchester United to get back on track. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> I think they can do it. I think Manchester United will pull it off. I'm, back, I'm confident on that. All right, then. All right, so those are the games to look forward to this weekend. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and you're going to hear an ad, and we'll get going with three up, three down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we, we are, are Internet Name FC. FC. 
Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. And we are back. Once again, links are on our bio on Instagram and Twitter at InstagramFC. Go ahead and check them out. Check out our great stuff. Um, how you can listen to us. Belly Up. Un- unhinged, you know, unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up. And of course, all the great partners that we have, Fanatics, Audible, and Swift Lifestyles. All right, Edward. Three up, three down. And this topic is shows and movies that we are way too invested in. Honestly, the inspiration for this, and I'm just going to say this, Edward. I don't know if you've watched it yet. I know Spencer's watched it. Squid Game. Oh, yeah, I watched it. No spoilers because, because I, I know, fucking I know loved it. we probably. Yeah, it's, I, a, it's, a, it's a really intense show. Like, yeah, I, was, I love this, this <clears> show. I, I hate that I finished it because it was good. I, I, I know there's rumors that there's going to be a second season. Um, but honestly, the way it ended, it also, it, you can like sit there and be like, you know what? I'm satisfied with this ending. Like it, it gives, it's like, it's one of those like endings where it's like, oh, this could be the ending. But then it's also, oh, you left it in, in, in a some way that there could be a second season. So really, really good show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, was I, I? Funny enough, is I wasn't, I wasn't gonna watch it at first, and the reason why was just because obviously it's like, oh, you see all the memes and everyone's saying, oh, you gotta watch it, oh, you gotta watch it, and you're like, oh, I don't, uh, like, no, I'm not gonna watch it because I'm, I'm tired of people telling me to watch things. But this is one of those few exceptions that yes, you, you need to watch this show. Yes, it's intense. Yes, it's a little bit in the gory side. Not very. It's not full gory. Like I think it's. I think some people maybe over exaggerate on how horrific it is. But like I like the narrative on on Squid Game. If if that makes any sense, like I, I like the story so, behind it. Okay, so you okay? So you like the story when you say narrative to me? I feel like their narration of the characters, like uh, no, the like you may- like the the the. The very obvious message that the guy that first of all, it's so cool that it's crazy thing that this guy was pitching this show since two thousand eight. Okay, so you mean you mean basically the story, like how he wrote it and everything. Well, that, but I mean, it, the message is very clear. Like, it, obviously, it's you know the wealth, you know how the wealthy, you know, tries to like take advantage of of the lower class. You know, like how they. Yeah. So I mean, it's clearly what it, you know, like you know, whereas like. People that are so bored, like they're so rich and they're so bored, and they have they 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 don't know what to do. And then you have these people that like they don't have any money, and you know it's kind of like it's kind of like that thing where like you 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 have people that are like they're so rich they don't know what to do with it, and then you have people that like it's crazy to think how far people will go when they really want money, like you know because that's kind of like the clash that you're seeing in in that in that series. And you know what the messed up part is, like, given this generation, like, I guess because of social media and everything that's going on, uh, how everybody has their camera phones out and everything, this, somebody wouldn't even have to record this, but maybe, um, let's say, back in the 90s, before the camera phones came out, people were doing certain things just like this, just, you know, it was more closed it was more private because there wasn't 
camera phones. There wasn't cameras out in the street. There wasn't uh, kind of open stuff. And I'm just saying this, um, like Squid Game, like specifically, or like, or what are you talking about? No, I mean like doing like like you said, like the wealthy taking advantage of you know people that they'll do anything for money. Oh, okay, you okay, know? okay. So you like, know, like they remember. I mean, think about it. That a lot of the cartoons or like Simpsons and stuff or, or King of the Hill. Excuse me. They had bum fights, you know. So they would bet money on bum fights, bum fighting, and promise a bum sandwich and food and some money. You know, hell, he'll fucking fight anybody for it. Yeah. And if he wins, you know, you give him a little bit extra. So, I mean, shit. You know. Yeah. No, that's, that's <laughs> you're right. So yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting narrative. Like the, there's the narrative, like the message behind it, but like. Uh, it's crazy to think that this guy, like in 2008, like was was like really pushing, like you know, for someone to greenlight this. I, no pun intended on that one. <laughs> to greenlight this uh, this series, and no one wanted to touch it until you know, come 20, you know, 2020 or 2021, depending when when Netflix read this and was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, and and next thing you know, this is the number one Netflix show in nine different countries. Yeah, it's it, it was number one. And uh, it's so funny because uh, I know my friend said, since this is Korean, it's Korean, it's not Japanese for a lot of people who want to know, it's Korean. So they say that you do have to read the subtitles because when you read the subtitles and you hear the narrative in Korean, you can actually link up how they want you to understand the wording because if you put it in the English, you still have the subtitles. It doesn't go with it. And then sometimes the voicing is off. Like um, I'm not gonna the certain read. tone. The certain I'm not tone. gonna read. I'm just gonna. I'm, I, I strictly dubbed it. I don't care. I don't care if people say like I didn't do it right. I wasn't gonna. No, read. I'm, I'm not gonna judge you. I'm just. I'm just giving you my preference and what I what I. And, and plus, I'm and, not a know. closed caption guy. Like Edward can no. tell you this. I I hate closed caption. Edward is a closed caption guy. I'm a closed caption person. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, not me. But all right, <clears throat> let's get down to business, sir. All right, man. Uh, so, but, but let's just put it out there. We recommend Squid Games. Basically, it's what we're saying. Highly recommend it. Squid. It's a really good show. Oh, okay. I will say, if you're not that kind of person that can't, like, maybe doesn't handle violence too well, and this isn't like ultra violent. I'm not gonna say it's very. It's. Would you say it's ultra violent? Edward? If you if you can't handle dark humor and you can't handle dark scenes because it's it's very it's a it's very dark. dark. I will say that it is dark. dark. It's but it's not dark. like it's not it uber involves, violent. Okay, there's no, like okay, there's not. there is one very violent moment in the show, but yeah. that's like it. That's it. That's like the most violent it gets. But it, like, but, the, but but the thing is, is it's not even mostly about the violence. It's it's not even about the gore. There's but that's what people no like, short, honestly. But, if you don't watch, like people that don't that, that haven't watched Squid Game, the first thing they see is because like oh, it's people you know. Playing games to the death, you know. That's they have, like, yeah, they have, that's what they, have, they see, they and so, and so they think, oh no, it's gonna be really too violent. I don't want to watch that. And like I said, there's only one really violent scene in in that whole series, like like super violent. Like I'll be, I was like, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, oh my god, this is this is bad. But like, and not like in a in a horrible way. Like it was just like, oh wow, this is okay, this is happening. But then after that, it calms down. Like it doesn't, it doesn't go back to that extent. Um. Like that's like I, like I will say that's like that would be the only scene that I would say is ultra violent, but it's not really like fully violent. Like you don't, it doesn't go like too crazy. If that makes any sense, right? I mean, I'm sure everyone knows exactly what part I'm talking about. 
But yep, um, I do. But yeah, but it's, yeah, we we highly recommend the show. If you if you if you're if you're not very well, it seems like that. Then I obviously don't watch it. If you can't handle it, just don't watch it. But if you can watch the show, I think the story you. You you also get you're you're invested in these characters as well. Like you you grow you end up like as you're watching the show, you get to know these characters more and more. And so when when some of these characters, you know, you know, because obviously there's only one winner, <laughs> like as they you know go off, like you 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 feel for them. Like you you especially when you learn their backstories and why they're why they're doing this this squid game, why you're, they're participating in these games. And like yeah, they, they provide you with a little insight of who these characters are. Yeah, or so you get why to like doing this. you. So now you like you care about these characters. Like there are shows that maybe that they don't explain to you what these characters are doing it for, and and then you just you're, you don't care when when things happen to them. But there's you care for a lot of these, and it's not all, like literally like a good chunk of these characters you care about what happens to them because you're like, damn, like ah, you know, like you're gonna do that throughout the show. But yeah, so highly recommend it. Anyways, yeah. Um, all right, so we'll start off with Spencer like we always do. And at number three, well, Edward, do you want to go after, or do you want me to go? I'll I'll go after. Okay. All right. At for his three down at number three, he has Harry Potter. They have had me hooked since a kid, and I'm now in my thirties. The books are better. Okay, nerd. Uh, no, hey, Harry hey, Potter. Hey, 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 hey. Do you read Harry Potter, Edward? Um, yeah, I've you read the books. books. I've watched the movies. No, I mean I've I get that books. part, but I'm just like, I've read the books. I haven't really read them recently because I mean I got rid of my books a long time ago. I think I gave them to either my cousin or nephew. I can't remember, but I mean I agree with Spence on that one. Um, is this the book? I guess was more detailed and more. It had more in depth kind of stuff, and the movie kind of skimmed over certain things. And I understand it because they had a certain limit of what they could do, money wise, time wise. Um, even the actors were sort of uh, they were going between in and out of other different movies besides the Harry Potter series, or sometimes even cameos in TV shows. Maybe not the kids, but like definitely like obviously Alan Rickman and. And um, they had the guy from Lord of the Rings in there too, right? Guy that played uh, Gandalf. No, not well. No, 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 no. That's um. <laughs> if I tell you, uh, I, I think they had that's a, they, Magneto. That's Magneto from the X Men. Gandalf is Magneto from the X Men. Um, they didn't have anybody from Lord of the Rings. Who played Dumbledore? Uh, because then they have, they, then they have like different. They had a different actor. At one they had, part. they had, they had two different ones. The second one was actually uh, a different actor. It's just, um, it oh. wasn't uh, Gandalf. It wasn't. For some reason Gandalf. I thought that it was a Lord of the Rings guy. All right, anyways. Mm, yeah, it, it no, very I mean, similar I, 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 the, the Harry Potter bo- the movies, the books. I, you know, I read the books when I was a kid. The movies. I, I honestly say I haven't watched Harry Potter in a long time. I, mm, I have yeah, not, but. And it's not because yeah. I'm not a Harry Potter. I mean, I, I, I will say I'm not a, I'm not going to be over here saying like, oh, I'm, so, I'm a super Harry Potter fan. Like, look at me. I'm a Hufflepuff. Like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not that. It's just, you know, I, I go watch the movies. I like the movies. I, you know, I read the books, you know, because it gave me a lot of AR points. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, like, I did like the, I did like the, the, the movie series and I did like the book series as well. 
I guess it's just, you know, what I just, if, it, if it's on TV, I might sit and watch it, but it's, it's definitely not like, it's not like I picked to watch Harry Potter is what I'm saying. Especially because, you know, yeah. Edward knows I like Star Wars. So. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I get you. All right. But yeah, I mean, like I can see Spence, like I said, oh, Spence, if you haven't checked it out, maybe you have, I'm not sure. Uh, check out uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them and the second one too. I, uh, I have seen Fantastic some- Beasts. Um, okay. I, I kind of wonder what's going to happen, especially with, you know, all that's going on with uh, uh, Johnny Depp, but yeah, with the with the crimes of Grindelwald, yeah. I mean, we're still waiting on the third one. I'm still waiting, but we'll see what's up. We'll see what's up. All right, number two is fuck, ne- uh, fuck Netflix. Okay, uh, and he has an explanation. He says two on the three down is supposed to be the Amaletto movie shorts on YouTube because they take up so much of my time. But they are off the chains, and the down is I'll spend a whole day watching them, shaking my fucking head. Okay. I honest, I, I, I think because I mean, I, I, you know, obviously, like Spencer sent this pretty soon, so I, I, I saw what he was referring to. I didn't try to watch one because I mean, I had, I had other things to do, but I was, it, it definitely looks interesting. Uh, I probably would try to watch a few, but I, I feel like it would definitely take me down a hole that I'm not really ready for. So, but yeah, they're just like, I think like 10, 11 minutes long. So, I mean, yeah, so that's it. Um, and then number one, The Guilty had me locked in the full movie just to find out the lady was the one who attempted to kill her baby. Well, there's a spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Uh, uh, how long is well? The gu- I mean, I, how long has the guilty been out? The guilty? I don't uh, know. It's a 2021. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's. Um, I know exactly what it is. I, I, I. It's a. It's a Netflix. It's a Netflix show. It has Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Like he, he's like the. He's like the uh, the dispatcher. He's a dispatcher, and then he gets a call, and then he's like, you know, like, oh my god, like she, this person needs help. Okay, so I was gonna watch it, but now I know the ending. No, I'm, I'll probably still end up watching it. I, I really don't care if I get spoiled. But if you heard this and you're watching the guilty, and you're in the middle of the guilty, I'm sorry. <laughs> so so uh, I literally just read the text, and I didn't really think much of it. <laughs> so my bad on that one. That's on me. That's on me, guys. Huh? <laughs> All right, but yeah, that is 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 three down. And we're, what is your your three down? All right, so my three down is um, believe it or not, the TV shows that you get really invested in. Like for me, um, it was actually um, the I, I'm friends. To be honest, three down. Uh, my number three. It had to be friends because for one. I've been watched this show so many times that it's a good show. I'm not going to say it's a bad show. It's just, I got so involved into it to the point where I was relating to the fucking characters. And I was just like, okay, this is a nighty show. Why the fuck am I relating to the fucking night show? No, I'm 2000 show. We know it's already like past 2012, 2013, 2014 kind of shit. Cause I mean, it's you still know? relatable. I know, but <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't know how that, that's shocking, but like, it's relatable. 
Yeah, it's, it's it's my three down for that reason because it's it's just I guess the timeline. Like if they were to make a friends rehash or something like that and then try to recreate it, there'd be so many things that was like would have been censored in the, in this day and time. I mean I mean friends. Saved by the Bell attempted that. Oh god, um, that was horrible. I don't know. I never I never watched it. But. That was horrible. Never ever. They should not try to do that. That's why I think it's in my three down because I related to it so hard that I was like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Like for me, I thought I, I, I related heavily to Ross. I was like, how the fuck? I was like, seriously? I was like, oh man, this is ridiculous. And sometimes I'd even go hi and I'm like, wait, <clears throat> hi. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's like everybody hopes they could be Chandler and Joey, but in reality, they're Ross. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's what I. Am. But that's my. That's my. That's my. That's my bottom three. My my number two. All right. So my number two is actually, um. So, my number two is actually, white collar. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh. Uh- it's the, a ridiculously the, it's good like, show. It's like but a, it's a con art. It's a con artist. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ridiculously good show, but that's the thing. I got so invested into it, and then like the the the, the friendship and the, the the relationship between the the FBI agent and the con artist. I don't want to do any spoilers, but basically, it just grows and then. Look, just, white collar's been on for a while. Or it's okay. Uh, well, basically, I, they become like really best friends um, to the point where. The FBI agent literally puts his job on the line to prove that he's innocent after they they frame him for something that he really didn't do. But you know, he's all there's also this shit that he has done and he's doing at the same time. Like he's pulling a con while he's being legit. Um, but then after that, it's like it goes to Costa Rica or or one of those islands where there's no extradition, and there's also different people coming into their lives and all kinds of shit. Then at that point, I'm just like, man, dude, come on. Like, seriously, like this person, I thought this person was already done with this shit. Like, why are they bringing that person? So I was like, man, I was like, God, I I don't think I ever really fully finished the show. So I stopped and I always have tried to rewatch it, but it just gets to the point where I'm just like, uh, okay. I was like, um, nothing's happening. I'm done. You know? So White collar is my number two for that reason, just because it's like it gets to the point where you're just like, okay, I can't finish watching it. It gets to that point where you're just like, okay, I'm, I can't finish watching. Um, and number one, all right, so here, <laughs> here, uh, I don't even know how many times I have to tell you this, but my number one bottom, and it's not because it's a bad show. But my number one bottom, it's a cartoon. It's Dragon Ball Z. It's one of my very favorite shows, favorite anime. But it's just the fight scenes were too damn long. Fucking took a whole month to get. It wasn't the fight scene. It was just like the build up. Okay, let me put it this way. Even the fight, even the fighting that was supposed to be like a five minute, ten minute fight for the whole entire planet took about two months. Uh, well, 
and Goku threw that energy ball. The energy ball's flying to Frieza. Will the energy ball ever reach? Will Frieza be able to stop it? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Fucking the whole next episode. Like, the ball Dragon is Ball still Z, going. if there was one thing uh, they were really good at was like filler episodes. Like, who needed a whole episode of just Gohan talking to Cell? Like, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, like, and even though that talk was technically supposed to take like a minute or two, and then they're like, "All right, it was let's a deep go. conversation. That was that was a table talk. Like, it's like I don't know what they were talking. That's about. like that's like sin. That's like you know what? That's like sitting around and trying to play like Russian roulette, putting the gun down, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, let's have this conversation. Here's the gun pointed at you. You got your gun pointed at me. Let's see where we go. But no." No, this this conversation was technically like even the powering up the Super Saiyan two level like that was that was a whole episode, a whole episode and a half or something. But yeah, that's the reason why it's my number one bottom. I got invested into it where I was like, man, that is badass. I want to do this. I want to be a Super Saiyan myself, but I don't want to. It just takes too long to get into it, into the fighting and everything. And some of the fighting was pretty intense and pretty awesome, but it's just. God, like it just takes too long. Mm-hmm. So that's my number one bottom. All right, Hector, your turn. All right. <laughs> so for my three down, I have the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh yeah, that's, that was a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, okay, I haven't watched the. the I still haven't watched the newest Fast and Furious. Honestly, I don't. I care. You, can, you can spoil it for me. I don't care. I have but, I haven't watched it either, and I don't really think I want to, but I want to just to. I'm gonna end up watching it. I don't know when, but I'm gonna eventually watch it. But it, it's gotten more and more ridiculous to the point where we're not even talking about cars anymore. <laughs> so, like, fucking airplanes and shit like that. For some reason, the, the the CIA or the FBI wants to recruit car mechanics <laughs> to save. The- it's gotten ridiculous. Okay, it went from like. Just being about the cars and and Brian with his obsession with tuna and and now it's uh whatever yeah, no, it, it is now. tuna <laughs> that he was obsessed with. I mean, back then I wasn't obsessed with the tuna. If you know what I'm saying. Jesus Christ! Anyway, so yeah, Fast and Furious. I mean, it's gotten more and more ridiculous, and I complain about how ridiculous it gets. But guess what? I'm gonna go watch. <laughs> so yeah, you are. So so that you is, already know it too. Yeah. So so that's my number three. My number two is on my block. Oh, I think I see. Is that the one on? Yeah, that's on Netflix. So yeah. there you go. You're, so, you're on the side. You're on the lines with uh, with Spence. <laughs> so on my block, I start. I I don't. I think the reason why I watched it was because, um. I think it was good. Oh, look, Latinos. Like, it's cool. Like, it's, you know. Oh, it did. Do- you know people. what it reminded me of? Of, um, dude, who was that? The, the movie, or who was the, one of the students in the, that James Edward, uh, James, uh, Edward James Olmos film where he was a teacher? And then Car- they South Park made a little parody of it. Like, God, oh, like um, Stand and Deliver. Yeah, there you go. Um, the, the dude that always plays like a tough cop. But he's always like a. He was in Blood In, Blood Out, wasn't he? Hey, which one are you talking uh, about? Um, that that dude. Um, sometimes he'll play like a Native American. Sometimes he'll play Hispanic in certain oh, TV shows. Certain he's, he's Native American. Oh, is he? Yeah. 
Um, uh, but you know I, who I'm talking about, though, right? No, I know, I know who you're talking about. I, I know exactly who you're talking about because you're, you're referring to Lou Diamond Phillips. There you go. That because he played Richie Valen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Yeah, no, he, he's he's Native American. Oh, whoops. <laughs> But yeah, he plays, he plays a pretty damn good Hispanic, though. Uh, <laughs> he looks it. Uh, it, it I, I think I don't know if he's mixed. But uh, the guy, but the guy no, on the he, cover, he's, he's from uh, the Philippines. Oh wow! Okay, that makes it even. I guess does that make him like a certified or like a OG Hispanic because it's from the Philippines? Oh, why did I think it was Native? I think someone told me he's Native American. And I just went with no, it. No, you know what? You know what? I think I know what it was. Um, in an episode of oh no no no, his mother, a native of Candelaria Zambales, is Filipino. His father is an American of Scottish, Scottish, Irish, and Cherokee descent. So he does have some, some, some Native American. Probably like, probably like. Twelve percent, apparently, because according to you, like you were telling me that. Well, this this is, comes from Wikipedia. So, oh, anyways, sometimes Wikipedia is lies. I don't care. Anyways, but yeah, so uh, I don't know what the fuck you were going with that. <laughs> but anyways, anyways sorry to going, uh, on, you. on my blog. So I started. I, that was like, oh, look, it's just, you know, it's Latinos. It's cool. Um, I did find it funny. I, I kind of cared about the characters at the beginning. The third season, I felt like it ended fine with me. I was cool with it. I, even though, like, some people didn't like the ending because, like, you know, like, one, one of the kids, like, one of the kids went, you know, they, like, fast forward two years later. They're all not friends anymore. Like, they're all doing oh, their damn. own thing, which it, that happens. They grow up. Like, that's, that's going to happen. You're going to, you know, the friends that you had in, in middle school aren't going to be the friends that you have when you're 30. Um, right, right. So that, that was the reality, but like, um, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, everyone's probably not gonna watch this. But do you care? Do you care if I spoil it? Nah, All right. you can go ahead and spoil so, it. So the little dude, his name's Ruby. He ends up like I, I kind of a weird emo kid, um, and he has you know he's he's with his girlfriend. Uh, the kid named the kid, Jamal. He actually ends up who he, he, he was originally afraid of playing football. Uh, now he's a he's he's a he's a football at, like he's an athlete like you know he's like the most popular kid in school now. Uh, Monse, right. the girl, the only girl on the show, she actually goes to a private like she ends up leaving to go to a private school, um, and she basically now has her friends in the private school, which that's that's what's gonna happen. And then the other dude who was dating Monse, kind of in an you know kind of on and off. Uh, his brother was a cholo, and you know he was like oh you know he's gonna put him in the gang life. Well, he ends up. Being part of the gang life, like that was like how that right. you know, everybody's like, "Oh no, I don't want this. I don't like this ending." But like, it's the reality. It was it, 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 ironically like as much as you hate it, that's just the reality of some cases. And I'm like, okay, I like it. I'm cool with the ending. They're like, no, we're gonna bring in a bring in a fourth season. And uh, the fourth season, I was more confused. Like, I had my questions answered at the end of the third season. And the fourth season, I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do with this now. <laughs> yeah. So. So that's my number two is on my block. And number three is 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> oh, yeah. This show. I don't even know why I started. This is like the, the reason why I watched this show was because of all the memes I was seeing from people. Literally, it was because of the memes. 
like I was like, oh, I don't like th- like everyone kept sending me memes of 13 reasons. I-, I didn't get it. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna watch this series to see what all the hype's about. And like honestly, I watched it. I was like, this show is stupid. I mean, okay, not not the the message. I, the message is fine. Like I'm not that that that's not that's not the issue that I'm against. Like obviously, you know, suicide prevention, you know, talk, you know, go talk to somebody and all that. But it was just the fact that like someone recorded 13 tapes and wanted every like the people that are in those tapes that like, she wanted everybody to listen as to how they which i mean you know obviously that's kind of like what you think of like oh man you know if i could have done something i could have it could have was i a reason why this person killed you know all that stuff um but like it's just like i was just like okay and so the first season like i was okay with because of the fact like you know you you have a legitimate reason you know the girl killed herself and then you know you, you have this you know, you're, you're basically going with it with Clay, like the, the, the dude, the main dude, I guess you could say, as he's listening to the tapes. And, you know, everybody else that has been featured on the, on this list of tapes has already heard it. Like they've heard, like they, you have to listen to all 13 tapes. When it's your turn, it's your turn to like listen to all the tapes. And so, yeah. you know, everybody's like kind of like, oh, we, you know, Clay's going to, you know, this dude Clay's going to ruin it for all of us. And I don't know, whatever. Anyways, so the first season, I totally got it. The second season is where I was just like, okay, what, why, uh, well, the second season I understood because obviously it was now the court hearing because obviously, you know, throughout the listening of the tapes, you find out that the, you know, the girl that killed herself, she was, she was raped. So then they were this whole court thing about the guy that raped her. So they're doing all that. And then the third season, that's when I was just like, okay, why is there a third season? Cause you kind of had the conclusion, you know, like you got, you know, you, t- you know, you, you saw what happened, you know, even though the guy was, you know, was, was convicted of it, he got a slap on the wrist essentially. Um, so, and so I'm just kind of like, okay, it was done as, you know, it's it, cruel, cruel, once again, cruel reality. And then the third season was basically the murder of the guy that raped the girl. And it yep. was just like, I feel like there's been a quick, a really weird turn that I'm now watching this. And that I'm at that point where I'm, why am I still watching this? But here I am watching it. Um, so that's how I felt watching 13 Reasons Why. And I'm, Thank God that season and that show ended. So, I, uh, to be to be to be upfront with you, I think I only saw the first season. I didn't go for the second one. Well, good for you, <laughs> but but yeah. So I was like, because I kind of cared, you know, I cared about the characters, you know, like that that show did like get you to care like about some of the kids, and so you're like you're like oh well, it, you know, it's not Stranger Things. Stranger Things, I care about those kids more. But anyways, <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, so that's my my three down. Fast and Furious on my block and 13 Reasons Why. Okay. Uh, for Spencer's, three up, he's got and number three, it's like a Jesus Christ, it's like a let me see. It, it's an ongoing list, but The Witcher, Shooter, Black Summer, Umbrella Academy, Bodyguard, and my list goes on, fuck you, Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, that's fair. Number two, Squid Game. The series was way too good. Yeah, and number one is BMF. They need to release more than one episode a week. God damn, fifty cents, Mark. <laughs> BMF. What? Um, is it? I think that's a, a fifty cent show. Like either it's on HBO, or maybe it, uh, it's on Stars. Oh, it's on Stars. Yeah, that's why I don't. Eminem's on it. it. Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, well, 
All right, so it's a it's a stars show. So essentially, it's like kind of like HBO. So I mean, I know stars has some good shows though. So yeah, when it comes to stars and HBO, I, I hate when I have to wait a week for a new episode, especially with now everybody streams everything. Yeah, but yeah. So that is his three up. Once again, it's uh basically a, a lot of Netflix shows, and then Squid Game, and then BMF. All right, Edward, what's your three up? All right, so my three up is my number three is actually, believe it or not, and some people might find it annoying, but The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, like, I with can Sheldon see that. and Leonard, like you get you get invested into the characters, especially after a long run like that. Yeah, so. it's, it was a lot of seasons, right? Uh, I believe it was a. Uh, and then, 10, like, because also the obviously, like, they did the cameo appearances of people from from uh, Roseanne because obviously oh, the, guy, yeah. the guy that played Leonard, right? The he guy that a, played Leonard. He, he was, was on, he was on Roseanne. So then they did, Winkle was the other one. Um, and then uh, they also got like uh, from other various shows and a lot of other different stars. Hell, they had Bill Nye, the science guy. They had Stephen Hawking. They had Stephen Hawking. They had uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um they got um who else did they get? Uh oh they got um shoot oh what's his dude's name? Oh my god, it was on the tip of my tongue, dude. I swear. Oh, apparently well, I'm not exactly sure if this is real or not. Oh no, but they did have Adam West. They had a uh, Will Wheaton reoccurring, Mark Hamill showed up. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Anyway, oh yeah, but yeah, I got I got so into it, bro. Like, you know, I, I was like, man, I, I wanted, I cared so much. It it got to the point where I did care even about. I don't want to spoil it, but it's been out for a while. Wallowitz's mom, how she passed away in the show, but it was actually in real life as well. The, the lady that played her, and you know, they did a little tribute for her on the show, and oh, dude, it was it was a tearjerker. So, but yeah. Um, so that's my number three, Big Bang Theory. Um, my number two is actually Sons of Anarchy. That's a good the, one. That's yeah, a good one. Sons of Anarchy, bro. I so the I was like I felt that I was in there. Like Charlie Hunnam did such a good job playing Jack Teller, and then everybody, the cast around him, how they all changed as well. Like I. I felt that I was changing with them. Like, like it was like, I was right there with them. Like, it was just, I saw his change major, especially him being one of the main, main, the being the main role. I uh, overtook everything. And then he, he did everything that he did. And then the way the show ended, you know, I was just, ah, oh, dude, it just, you literally grabbed onto your seat. You're like, no, like, this is not the way I wanted it to end, but it did. And it was a tragedy. Um, but yeah, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. That was my number two. And then my number one, pretty sure you already know where I'm going to go with this one. The Office. Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, that, that's my number one, The Office. I cannot, especially the Michael the Michael Scott episodes and when he's leaving and everybody's just, oh, the very last episode, the, the, the last two episodes and everything and the end of the documentary. Oh my god! See, see with me, the the thing is with the office. I don't, I don't think it should ever be rebooted. I don't think anybody should try to like 
oh, let's let's recontinue, like, let's continue mm-hmm. it on. Like, no, it you ended. It, the, one thing, it's a documentary, so like, why would yeah, you do it's another? a mock, it's a mockumentary. Yeah, it's yeah. a mock, but I mean, like the concept of the show is that they're doing a documentary, and so like, what? Why would they go back and do an, again another documentary on on Dunder Mifflin? So I'm like, like it, it there. And it sucks that it ended, but at the same time, it's like things need to end for for just th- just because it needs to end. Like it it can't go on forever, because I think like at at one point it would it would indeed ruin get ruined. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're right about that. And then I also have an honorable mention for my for my. It was actually between the office uh, and then this we'll, other we'll, show. We'll let you. We'll, we'll we'll get to we'll get to that after we finish. That, all right, all right. Because I guess I'll, 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 I think I have an, an honorable mention as well. Okay. All right. So for my three up, I have How I Met Your Mother. Nice. I mean, it honestly, like from the first episode, I was hooked. Like, I, I, I really did like the show. Like, uh, even, even as much as I like, Ted was like such a giant pain in my ass, like throughout the series. Um, but you know, like. He's he's what the show is centered around. Like it's it's Ted's like you know his his journey to find his wife. I didn't like the ending. I don't care. I don't, like like it. I I don't care. Like I care. I, I actually didn't mind. Like people didn't like the fact that like kind of once again like people like it's the reality. Once you when you know when you have a you know people are, are starting you know Ted got you know obviously spoiler Ted got married. Um, <laughs> you know Ted had his family. You know, Marshall and Lily had their family. Barney, you know, you know, Barney got had, finally had a kid. You know, they keep, you know, Barney finally grew up, and you know, he was done doing the partying and sleeping around. Robin was a, you know, was a, was a a, a reporter, and now was being, you know, world, you know, worldly recognized and all that. And so, like, you know, they were gonna split. Not they didn't split apart. It was just the fact that when you when things when changes like that happens, like. You end up not seeing your friends as often anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, that was just the reality. People didn't like that part. I thought it was dumb for them not to like that part because that's just that's life. That's that that happens. But the 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 thing that I hated at the ending was you spent you had to spend watch like nine seasons of of having us believe that Ted had to get over Robin. To find his, you know, the love of his life, the, you know, his, you know, the mother of his kids and all that, only for it to go back to Ted going or back to Robin. Like yeah. I, I hated. That's what I hated about it. Like even though I love the series, like I, that's the, the reason why I say my three up is because I really enjoy the series. Like I can watch that. The, I can rewatch How I Met Your Mother numerous times, and I'll never get tired of it. I find it funny every single time. The only the reason why it's number three is because I hated the ending. All right, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, I agree with you on the ending. It's just, yeah, it was just like a quick. Okay, here, this is this is basically what we we doing real quick. All right, there you go. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. So there's that. Uh, so number number three is how I met your mother. Number two is friends. Uh. Same like same thing like I I can honestly just rewatch Friends like I could probably rotate my three up like I finish I can finish How I Met Your Mother and start watching Friends I can finish Friends and start watching my number one like it's really like it's literally that like th- these are in fact my top three shows that I end up binge watching a lot on occasion I'll watch something else like you know a Squid Game pops up I'll, I'll watch that 
or maybe I, I'm, I'm in the mood to rewatch Sopranos because Sopranos, I can't just like constantly rewatch it. I have to like choose when I want to rewatch the Sopranos. And same thing for The Wire. It's like you gotta, you gotta, because re- you know, that's, that's a whole different, that's a whole beast of its own, those shows. But like yeah. Friends, you know, Friends, How I Met Your Mother, and my number one, which I'll just go ahead and say, is The Office. Those are shows that like, it, I obviously want to sit down and watch it, but also I can I don't mind having it as background. Just because I've seen the show so much that like at that point, like I know what's gonna happen, but I still enjoy it as it goes. But I and I'm not that person that hates like, oh, you know, like I stopped watching you know, I stopped watching The Office after Michael after Michael Scott leaves. Because I'm like, you have some really great episodes after yeah, after Steve Carell leaves. Yeah, it sucks that Steve Carell leaves, but you know, it, you do go, you do get some good characters as you go. I, I, I hate that people hated Will Ferrell. Like, I'm not saying he's my favorite character. That's not what I'm saying. But like, he was funny. Like, it's just obviously that, you know, the office wasn't his element. Like, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, but the fact that this man went and did a whole like, uh, invisible juggling act, yeah. that was really funny. I thought it was very hysterical. Like, you know, like, Phyllis, do you trust me? Like, he's over here, like, imagine, you know, pretending to, like, juggle. And then he starts, like, smacking, you know, Phyllis with these imaginary uh, balls. Uh, pause. <laughs> and, 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 you know, so I thought that was fun. There, there's moments that the show is funny. Like, yeah, Andy wasn't the best manager, but you know what? It was still funny. I don't know why people don't like Robert California. Robert California was a genius. No, like, I just I, thought he was just weird. It's just probably because he was creepy, and that, and I totally get that part. But anyways, yeah, my my number one is The Office. Uh, okay. Honorable mentions, Edward. Um, for me, Game of Thrones. Okay, I, I figured that's what you're gonna say. Uh, my honorable mention: Game of Thrones, Titans. Um, but yeah. Okay, I was gonna say Sopranos. Um, Sopranos, The Wire. Uh. Mm-hmm. I would say Silicon Valley, but I haven't actually binge watched Silicon. I haven't rewatched Silicon Valley since the show the show ended. But Silicon Valley is also pretty funny to me. Uh, the Entourage, Entourage is another show. Entourage. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, but yeah. So that is our three up, three down. That is the show. Thanks again to all our our, our great partners: Audible, Swift Lifestyles, Fanatics. Shout out to Belly Up Podcast Network. You can go ahead and check out their website, bellyupsports.com. See all the great articles that they have written. They have a ton of great writers in uh, in their arsenal. Um, but yeah, go ahead and check out all the stuff that they got going over there. Shout out to Unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up. Um, you know, obviously we we started this whole journey with Unhinged. Now we're with Belly. You know, we're doing our thing with Belly Up, but the radio, the Unhinged Radio, is still a thing. Um, you can catch us on Fridays. Our debuts are on, on Fridays at uh, 11 a.m. Central Time. Um, so you can you can either like just go on, on the site unhingesn.airtime.pro or you can just follow them on Twitter at Radio Unhinged and they'll let you know when we're live and you can just go ahead and click on the link and listen to us right then and there on their 24-hour radio coverage. Uh, shout out to Alejandra Gomez. Obviously, she created the the logo for insert name FC with her company A and G Graphics. You can follow her on Instagram at a dot g dot graphics with an X. Once again, it's at a dot g dot yeah, at a dot g dot graphics with an X. Uh, hit her up; she'll take good care of you, like she took good care of us. 
And obviously, yes. shout out. Oh, were you going to say something? No, I was just like, yes, she did take care of us. All right. All right. And shout out to our producer, Roosevelt Spencer, the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. Um, he, you know, he, you hear the intro, you hear the outro. Well, that's all Spencer. He's the one that, you know, makes the show for what it is. We just, we just record and then Spencer does the rest. We love Spencer, everything that he does for us and we appreciate him. Um, but yeah, follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. And, you know, if you guys need a beat, well, he's your you guy. Know where to go. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. So that's episode 58. Thanks for listening. Catch us next week for episode 59. Take care, guys. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train Going anywhere Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train Going anywhere Singer in a smoky room The smell of wine and cheap perfume For a smile that can share the night It goes on and on and on and on And strangers waiting Up and down the boulevard Their shadows searching in the night Like people Living just to find emotion Hiding somewhere in the night Working hard to get my fill Everybody wants a thrill Paying anything to roll the dice Just one more time Some will win, some will lose Some are born to sing the blues Oh, the movie never ends It goes on and on and on and on And strangers Up and down the boulevard Their shadows Searching in the night Streetlights People Living just to find emotion Hiding Somewhere in the night
$50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.